Praise God. Hallelujah. How's everybody doing tonight? All righty then. It's a glorious day of glory in the glory to worship the King of glory in the heavens where he is enthroned at the right hand of our Father who is the very throne of Zion. yad He vav He. Receive all of our worship, all of our praise, and all of our thanks tonight as we get into the spirit of thanks, the spirit of praise, and the spirit of worship, and stay in the spirit of worship until the spirit and angel of Shekinah comes and fills our hearts and minds and souls and glorifies this house for the name of Jesus Christ as a demonstration that God is present with His people today in 2023 in an awesome, glorious way. Let us praise the Lord. Amen. Keeping me alive. Holy Ghost is keeping me alive. Oh, I 
Victory, victory, victory tonight. Victory, victory, victory tonight. 
in between courses that just changes the palate because the next course that's coming along Get ready, God's ready. 
this night. Many might not feel it right now, saith the Lord, but you have been taking mighty gulps, mighty drinks, mighty swallows this night, saith the Lord. Some this night will be carried out, saith the Lord. Some shall be slain in the spirit, saith the Lord. But the Lord would say unto thee, thou hast asked for the wine, saith the Lord. And I would drink from the wine, the new wine, saith the Lord. And the Lord would say unto thee, this night I'm pouring forth and pouring out, saith the Lord. Out of the river, saith the Lord. Out of the river, saith the Lord. The new wine of gladness, the new wine of joy, the new wine of hope, the new wine of deliverance, saith the Lord. Drink deeply, saith the Lord. Drink deeply, saith the Lord. For thou do not know, saith the Lord. What will happen? But you're in my hands, saith the Lord. So drink, 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 drink. day of his gladness. Amen. 
It's the day of Messiah's great gladness, the day of the Lord. We worship you, Jesus, in this place. You are awesome in the human race by your great grace. And somebody type in the comments, I think you better recognize. I think you better recognize that Jesus is in this place by His great grace, flowing like a mighty river from Zion in the eternity of the eternities, above Jacob's ladder, amen, above Bethel, and above the messianic bloodlines of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, Elijah, Joseph the Righteous, and Enoch, Metatron, Jesus is the highest name of any name that can be named. And let every tongue confess and every knee bow to the glory of His Father, our Father now, through adoption. Does someone say, drop me off at Jesus' orphanage because I'm adopted? Oh, hallelujah, this ain't an ordinary orphanage. This is the messianic kingdom of Jesus. And just tell your parents to drop you off in Jesus' orphanage. Because now you're adopted and we cry, Abba, Father. Some of you are offended by that and you say, No, I'm the father now and I'm the mother now and my kids are mine and they don't belong to God. You need to let go, buckwheat. You need to give your children on the altar of the Holy Spirit tonight because a lot of you are total idolaters of your children, says the Lord. Abraham sacrificed Isaac and so to speak he died, it is written. And it means letting go a little bit more carefree in your minds so that you can be more like Jesus and less like you. As it's written, I must decrease and he must increase, says John the Baptist, the greatest prophet of the Old Covenant, said I need to decrease. You know what that means? The decrease of the Old Testament and the Old Covenant. And who needs to increase? The increase of the Messiah, the New Covenant and the New Testament, the Torah of the Lamb of God, God's only Son. We're all boasting nowadays in every single charismatic church that we're the sons of God. Well, you're really not. You're not. Maybe if you joined his orphanage, you are, which means you've been adopted, but you're only adopted sons. God only has one son, and he is the divine body of all ten worlds of his creation. Now, if you're in the spirit of humility, you can participate in that divine body. But a lot of us come in and say we have rights. I have rights to... I can have cheesecake. <laughs> Everything Jesus has. Gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Well, listen here, little buckwheat. In the Academy of Youth, strife towards the apostles of the Lamb and even the prophetic of the bright morning star of Second Peter 1.19... <laughs> 
When you have strife towards all of that is the evidence that you are still in a human soul and not the Holy Spirit. That you have not yet given your soul to the Holy Spirit. Otherwise, you'd be at peace with God as it's written. Anyone whose brain is controlled by the Spirit of God is at peace with God. What's peace with God? I tell you the truth, it's the city of Jerusalem. City of peace. And we dwell within her walls above. Galatians 4, it is written. We have one mother. Can you just tell your kids that and tell yourself that and tell everyone you know that? We have one mother. Heavenly Jerusalem. Galatians chapter 4, apostolic doctrine. The thing about all the IMs of Satan of Isaiah 14 nowadays is we've brought them into human Christianity and constructed a tabernacle and ark of Molech of all the stolen glory of the Messiah of the New Testament and the New Covenant. (laughs) That we are worse than even the Jews were in Jesus Christ's first coming and most of the Christians in the charismatic church are in denial. But the Bible says this is what's going to happen. The Christians will prostitute the New Testament seven times worse than the Jews prostituted the Old Testament. Where is that written? So glad you asked. In the revelation of Jesus Christ. She, meaning human Ark of Molech, Christianity of the earthly, unspiritual, demonic realm, has become a tabernacle of every unclean and detestable spirit. That's Torah. That's the oral tradition of the Messiah of the New Testament. But... We can say, we can look around in the reaction to the true apostles of the Lamb that are sanctified and certified by Enoch Metatron on the higher rungs of the Shekinah glory of the great I Am and how they react to us really is a testament that they are in fact the priests of Molech. Now, you're welcome to be priests of the order of Melchizedek, but you need to understand the difference of come and drink for free And now pay the price later, buckwheat. Count the cost before you go to war, my Torah says. But we say, oh well, the spirit and the bride say, come all who are thirsty and drink freely. Yes, that's salvation. Maybe God will elect a Democrat and they'll forgive my loan. (laughs) That's salvation drink. I don't have to pay nothing. That's the living water, people. The living water is free. So salvation is a free gift of grace. Now Jesus Christ says something a little different later. After you've drank the free water, you might have rewards of the merited works of doing the works of the Lamb with something with the water. Do something with the water that you drink. Is exactly what it says from Revelation 19 to 22. But the Christian is in diaperhood, in babyhood, in nursery right now, and we're stuck on the free drink. And half this apostate church rejects even drinking the free grace drink. They don't even drink at all. And amongst those that drink the free grace of salvation from Messiah, the Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink, amongst you know the small remnant that even drinks the river of life, We haven't even gone into the merit of doing something as your body becomes the cup of the new covenant of the bloodline of Messiah. So you're wearing a purple sash. Why? Because now his bloodline, his sapphire blood, his sapphire stones, his, his silver, his gold, his gemstones of his messianic kingdom are blazing through you in your very DNA. 
Now you're engrafted into Israel. Now you're an Israelite, right? To the Israel of God, Galatians 6. Galatia is a Greek Gentile church. But my Bible says the Torah of the Apostle of the Lamb, the beloved Paul, says, Galatia, you're Israel. And you wonder why they stoned Paul eight times to death. It's recorded. Eight times he was stoned to death. He didn't die by it, though. Never killed him, but he was bruised head to toe eight different times by stoning. That doesn't include the whips or the shipwreck. Adrift at sea, like Jonah. Like, Paul went through all the mantles of the Bible in his apostolic ministry, which is apostle of the Lamb, which means you'll go through the whole technicolor mantle of Joseph, which is all the mantles of Messiah Jesus Christ of all ages. And that's really what we have in the divine body. But we limit him in our own character, in our own humanity, in our own culture, in our own animal. We could say animal feces because that's biblical. But it's really your human nature that limits the divine nature of the unlimited, the Einsof of Jesus Christ, Messiah, King of all the rungs. If you take the limitations off of your spirit and your soul and your mind and you get out of you and put your eyes on Him, the cap's off. That's eternal open heavens, weeks without end, eternity of the eternities. You can see all ten weeks, even from Malkut of Messiah right now. But if your limitations and your visions are on your human nature, next Tuesday. you're blind. <laughs> and you're only blind because of your humanity. And you can have vision right when you're born again, even young like Stephen. Stephen was only a couple years old in the Lord, and he was in his lower 20s. He was a mere youth, not even an apostle, but he had the vision to see all the path of lightnings beyond 10 weeks to the Lamb and to the Father when he stood before the Sanhedrin. This was the equivalent of you know, an attendee of a youth group. That's really what Stephen was. He was wise, but he was a, a normal atten- hey, a church attendant. That's when I first saw the Father's <laughs> throne in a youth group trip when I was like 13, I think. We went Amen. to worship God. <laughs> and uh, they said, take the Bible outside and go sit somewhere by yourself. <laughs> And I was like, okay. <laughs> what kind of teaching did they have in the church of Jerusalem to help Stephen glow with all the Shekinah of a ten world open heavens? <clears throat> Kabbalah. <clears throat> Excuse me. They had a Kabbalah teaching. They had a great oral tradition of the Messiah. Acts 7.43 You also took along the tabernacle, portable temple of Moloch, and the star of the god Ramphah. The images which you made to worship, and I will remove you beyond Babylon, carrying you away into exile. Stephen preaching with a glowing face. Our fathers had the tabernacle of the testimony in the wilderness, just as Yadevave directed Moses to make it according to the pattern which he had seen. Our fathers also brought it in with them into the land with Joshua, when they dispossessed the nations whom Yadevave drove out before our fathers. And so it remained here until the time of David, who found favor, grace, and spiritual blessing in the sight of Yadevave, and asked that he might be allowed to find a dwelling place 
for the God of Jacob. I'm just going to read this short part in Acts 7 to Acts 8.1 and then teach you how the Jerusalem church was fortified in the Kabbalah of the Messiah Jesus Christ of Israel. But it was Solomon who built a house for him. However, verse 48, Acts 7, Amplified. However, the Most High, the One infinitely exalted above humanity. Most High. What does Most High mean? Infinitely exalted above humanity. What is Molech? You exalted above divinity. Some of you, that's that mobile tabernacle is your Facebook wall, so you might want to clean that up just a little bit. All right. Change what you put your shoulder to. Some of you, in ignorance, some of you willingly, because you're evil, have put your shoulder to the wrong ark. It's time to put your shoulder to the ark of the Lamb and come out of Molech. Amen. Molech is all human Christianity. However, verse 48, The Most High, the One infinitely exalted above humanity, does not dwell in houses made by human hands. Which means your Molech crap, God ain't even there. You got false Holy Spirits in there, false Jesus is in there, all your human traditions in there, all your sorceries and the ten witchcrafts of Laban. It's all in there. You got all the kingdom of Lucifer, Satan, in your Molech Christianity, says the Lord. And God ain't even there. Jesus ain't there. Holy Spirit ain't there. Cloud of witnesses are not there. The apostles of the Lamb are not there. Where are we? In the Messianic Kingdom. Right <laughs> now. In space. <laughs> we are right now in the rungs of the Messianic Kingdom. See the Messianic Kingdom as Jacob's ladder transfigured and you standing on those rungs of weeks without end. It's called Star Trek The Next Generation. And by generation, then I'll tell you a mystery. Does this, if this counts, it does count as innovative words of Dora. Star Trek The Next Generation going where no one's gone before. Well, maybe like two people, three people, including Jesus. So almost Star Trek, almost no one has gone before on sapphire stones. What do you mean next generation? The sapphire stones from the top generate the ones below. So it's the generations. So when you read the genealogies, don't think boring. Think generations of sapphire stones. And it's an activation. So when you put it into your eyes and ears, it's a celestial cosmic activation when you have the Holy Spirit of knowledge, the Holy Spirit of wisdom, the Holy Spirit of understanding, that menorah lamp illuminates that. So as you read through the genealogies, it's not about flesh and blood only. It's about sapphire stone generations, wheels within wheels turning, burning, burning with the seraphim, powering it, the holy child standing, Cherubim covering with the wings as the Ophanim spin with their wheels full of eyes, opening as each one spins and turns and opens a portal for you to look through into the next dimension, to the next world, and your eyes go up, sapphire stones, and your perspective becomes eternally cosmic. Amen. And remember, you're wearing a purple sash, or you're gonna. So if you're wearing a purple sash, it's time to put down the DoorDash. Amen. Mm. You were born for more than farting on the couch, Buckwheat. (laughs) (laughs) You were born for more than farting on the couch, Buckwheat. Type that in the comments. That's the eternal gospel of the angel of midair.
As the prophet Isaiah declared, you were born for more than farting on the couch. <laughs> we're praying for you. <laughs> I think we can all agree. And on they that. picked up stones to murder him. But he walked right through their midst, didn't he? Couldn't touch Jesus until he came willingly. For he is the king of all realms. All right, I guess I'll let you kill me now. <laughs> the Bible says, I go willingly. No one forces me to go. No one arrests me. I go willingly because I'm obedient to my Father, the Lamb of God. One thing I notice as you really mature from the Academy of Youth to the Academy of Enoch is your appreciation for the Lamb of God. You begin to understand John's Gospel, Chief Apostle of the Lamb, and the book of Revelation much more accurately. It's no longer mixed with your culture or your tradition or your humanity. It's now entirely Him above. And until you read the word like that, you're going to be totally bewitched reading it. You're going to be in darkness reading it. But, you know, it changes because the Holy Spirit on earth where you are has the blood and water to apply to those that are hungry and thirsty for the righteousness above. So we could say Jesus made a way for a stubborn and stiff-necked people in the wilderness called earth that refused to humble themselves or be clay in the potter's hand or ever do anything right. But bit by bit, we begin to take bit by bit of his Torah and it begins to change us on the inside. I hardly can go 24 hours with another betrayal in the last 18 years of public ministry. And that's because people get confronted in their own heart of stuff that is totally wicked, and instead of allowing Torah to obliterate it, they hide it in their tent and obliterate Torah. They attack and harm wisdom. They attack and harm the prophets and apostles instead of attacking and harming their own sin. And so everyone's a hypocrite. Everyone's a play actor except Christ and Him crucified to death in your heart, in your mind, in your body, and in your house. It's a Jesus is the only one. The issue is, have you been engrafted through crucifixion constantly? Mm -hmm. So circumcision and crucifixion, or the preaching of the cross, is the exact same thing. Get a nice little visual aid here. You guys got to burn, burn this into your memory. Oh, wow. Amen. Look at this. Circumcision is crucifixion. Your ingraftation under the tree of life is being crucified with him. You're engrafted into him. I was looking at some of those uh, Jewish records of their scrolls where they speak of the sapphire stones. It's sapphire, but they also describe it as being wood, as in that tree. That tree that was also cursed. Cursed is anyone who hangs on a tree. And so you can see, before there was time, he was crucified on sapphire stones. Jesus Christ came in the flesh and died for the forgiveness of sins. He was crucified in the flesh. And he was crucified on sapphire stones. And on a 
tree. So what you see is him and him crucified in each other. What does that mean? You go up sapphire stones. How can you That's have a it. sapphire a sapphire piece of wood? What was this? Uh, because he had perfect flesh. The lamb without spot and wrinkle. That's why he was both sapphire and wood. What did we just read that said the time of David? We had this. X. Yeah. Oh yeah, X7. The time, can we look at the part where it says the time of David? Mm-hmm. This. This is uh, Acts 7.45. Our fathers also brought in it mm. with them into the land with Joshua when they dispossessed the nations whom Yarevave drove out before our fathers. And so it remained here until the time of David. And David found favor, grace, spiritual mm. blessing in the sight of Yarevave and asked that he might be allowed to find a dwelling place mm -hmm. for the God of Jacob. This is until the time of David, Malkut, until the time of the kingdom, until the time of Malkut of holiness. Looks, there you go. Just put your hand on your belly if you're feeling the stuff kind of creeping up, crawling yep. out. In the world of Isaiah, it's an, an, uh, obliterating okay, all of your iniquity out of your hearts. So that's what all of you need to do is have your inner man completely crucified every rung of Asaya. Amen. Until the time of David, the time of a permanent home solution. Not another HGTV special, not another wandering around in the wilderness with a tabernacle, a mobile, portable, a mobile home. We got a, this nice mobile home for you, God. Hitch a trailer on. You know, we sing the song, roll around the desert a few more years, sing a few more songs at church. And uh, They were only willing to give their outer man, which is um, to the fallen angels. And that's what Molech is, that you only give what's convenient out of your outer man to God instead of your heart, which is the core essence of your et eternal person. Sacrifice. So, man, it's actually quite rare that a Christian actually gives their whole heart of the whole world of Messiah to Jesus. Okay? So, there's grace for you to be crucified with your whole heart. But most people will just give bits and pieces of their heart and then completely turn and reject and begin attacking those trying to help mm. you receive salvation. The tent is that one little, everyone's been on that little one, that little first one, the tent, the one at the very bottom, that's the tent of meeting. Malkut, everyone's been really just going around the mountain, up and down the mountain, some people going up part of the way, only Moses going up all the way, so very few people in the church age going all the way up to the top of the mountain, very few. Very dedicated people, 70 elders, some of them went up really high up the mountain, some of them ate with God. Uh, but most kind of hung out in the sand and just continued around the mountain in the church age. That's the tent of meeting. So as we're, as we've been living out those shadows of the things to come, you notice that in the church age, and it's written in the new Torah of Acts 7, until the time of David. That's the time of Malkut. The kingdom age represents the time of David. And what did he do? What did his son do? 
they established the temple. Now, what's the difference between that mobile throne, that tent of meeting, they pack up the tent, carry it with them, go around, set it back up, tear it back down, set it back up. Wilderness activity still. There's mountaintop activity, yes. But it was rarer, it was fewer and farther in between. And what you see until the time of David, the erecting of the temple, not just the tabernacle. Moses had the ability to erect the tabernacle. No one else could do it but Moses. The ability to erect a, a temple. That was from the heart of David and his offspring, Solomon, who was conceived, as we've already talked about, we've already taught on here, through a concentration on holiness of sapphire stones, what's best for the kingdom, not just an animal impulse to procreate, survive and reproduce animal behavior, but sapphire stone kingship. And this whole sapphire stone yeah. setup you see over here. That's a whole other teaching right there. That's the that is the temple. The little one that you've known down there in Malkut, that's tabernacle. Pick it up, take it with you, go around the mountain a little bit, go around the desert. Maybe go up the mountain a little bit up the up, slide back down. Oh, I'm in the sand. Oh. And that's the Christianity that you've mainly known. It's, but it's your crucifixions with Christ. Your stonings with Christ. Right? Like Paul, a normal Christian, that really peg you in the higher rungs of Shekinah glory. Paul was consistent. You don't hear Paul complaining about ups and downs and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. no. Inside, he had Christ formed in him. As it's written, I have served Jesus Christ with my entire spirit. Very few have ever achieved that testimony that their entire invisible eternal essence and core of their innermost being belong to Yadavave, Messiah Jesus Christ. Okay? So this is God's goal for your life, that your innermost being is entirely in the possession of the angel of Jesus Christ. The one that led the book of Acts? Does the angel of Jesus Christ control your invisible inner man? If not, you have to examine yourself to see if you're in the faith. Paul's bringing the, the eternal gospel saying your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, likening it to the ark of of Moses and the tabernacle of the Exodus, of Bezalel, who constructed the ark out of pure gold from the donations of the Israelites that they had looted and plundered from Egypt when they came out of exile. So understand all the types and shadows point to the Messiah and the perfections of his original design in your flesh and blood and hearts and spirits and minds today. Because religion makes it about some kind of other thing other than you transforming as the temple of the Holy Spirit. Right? That's what hypocrisy is. That's what Satan ultimately tempts people in. After they come into salvation of believing in Jesus Christ, they just get into external religion. Colossians chapter 2 is a whole chapter in the Bible of condemning the externalism because you've neglected the heart. Now, Jesus Christ says, don't neglect the former without appreciating the latter. You should have done both the former and the latter without neglecting any of it. You should take care of the inside and the outside. 
clean the inside of the cup and then the outside of the cup be clean too. You can't be a slob in the outside dimension and just be clean in the inside dimension. That's demon possession. Both dimensions get clean, inside and outside, the above and the below. I am from above, but the reason they were only from below is because their hearts were full of iniquity. Now, if your heart is full of the spirit of the holiness, the spirit of holiness is in the heavens, right? Yadavave who dwells in the heavens, the spirit of God comes down from the father of lights, the father of spirits, the father of glory. That's Torah. <laughs> That's the written word of God. Which means it's not an earthly Holy Spirit. If you have an earthly Holy Spirit, you have a demon in you. And in the tabernacle of Molech, they're demon-possessed with an earthly Holy Spirit instead of a heavenly Holy Spirit that's come down through the path of his ascension. He ascended and then immediately descended by his Spirit upon the upper room. And they were filled with Jesus' Spirit. Welcome to Christianity that very few even have right now in Babylon the Great. And I'm not saying we're the only ones. I'm saying Jesus is the only one, as we've established. And if you agree with this Jesus that I preach crucified to death through the circumcisions of the rungs, you'll have no problem, nor offense, nor stumbling block in the teachings of the Apostles of the Lamb in 2023. But you'll actually be completely transformed by the renewing of your mind and begin to be at peace with God with your whole brain controlled by the Spirit of Holiness who teaches you how to walk on sapphire stones, which is they walked right into heaven. It wasn't just this invisible, oh, my brain, my brain's the problem. No, that you, you literally begin to walk on solid steel. You begin to walk on water. Peter, before he had the Spirit, walked on water. Right? That doesn't mean go out there and, and try it yourself and drown and die like an idiot. If the Messiah says come, like he did to Peter, he came. And because the commandment from Messiah, maker of heaven and earth, who supersedes all natural laws, gave the word, that's the throne of Yadavave, that's the maker of heaven and earth, earth, that's Jesus, king of the heavens and the earth, king of the moon, king of the sun, king of the stars. So when he said, come, Peter, he could get out of the boat and supersede the natural dimension because now he's with the creator jesus is the creator of everything but if jesus did not say that he would have sunk like an anchor right away and because he took his eyes off of the word off of torah he began to sink and had little faith lord save me i'm gonna drown that's what he said why did he begin to drown and why did he cry out for salvation when he was already saved, walking on water, and then lost his salvation and began to sink? Because he doubted the word that the Creator had spoken. Isn't that the sin of the Garden of Eden? Did God really say, the serpent whispered to Eve? Doubting Torah, doubting the written and the oral tradition of God the Father and Lord Jesus Christ always is a mudslide into hell. When you begin to doubt what he said to you, and you know the Holy Spirit still speaks today, and he's talking to you through the Bible every time you read it. And anyone who reads the Bible and speaks the scriptures is speaking the language of God. Amen. If they come 
with a heart full of the Lamb of God and a heart full of the crucifixion of the Lamb and a mind and ears full of the crucifixion of the Lamb of God, they're going to speak the things of heaven to you every time they open their mouth. It's the fruit of the upper garden of Eden. It's the fruit of the lips, the living in the heavenly realms. We saw 999 twice driving over here. 999 means great universal fruitfulness. Oh yeah, my initials on it too, the first one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Twice, which is double fruitfulness of the harvest coming forth. And all the girls are wearing orange today, all the guys are wearing red today, which is Gavura and Hesed, the loving kindness and the balance of the fire rose of the Sephirot of Jesus Christ. Let him be praised. Messiah of all the heavenly glory. Now, if you haven't seen my new videos in the Red Letter Ministries YouTube channel, it's at Red Letter Ministries on YouTube. At Red Letter Ministries. Remember that. The newest thing that the Lord Jesus Christ is saying that my church needs is an understanding of Acts 7 verses 40 through 42 that the apostolic doctrine of the first century was walking on the moon and the sun and the stars. Paul says the path of the resurrection and I've already done that video you can go check it out. The apostle Paul says that the path and the way of the resurrection and immortality of the body, when the church age and the gifts of the Spirit are no longer needed, which is 1 Corinthians 14, he goes into 1 Corinthians 15 and says, well, here's why. Because the children of the resurrection walk on the moon and walk on the sun and walk on the stars. It's verbatim Kabbalah. So, those that have a problem with Kabbalah and say it's cult or whatever, why don't you go have a problem with all the Kabbalah centers of the Jews that are every city in the world right now? Why do they only have a problem with Christian Kabbalah, but yet they tolerate all the Kabbalists of Judaism, and there is a Kabbalah center of the Jews in every city of planet Earth right now? And no one's out there protesting. No one's writing hate mail or slander to them. Zero. Just attacking the Christian Kabbalah. Just attacking and murdering Paul. And this is what the Lord says. It's because now we're in the new covenant and those that have rejected Messiah Jesus Christ are not persecuted. I would not be persecuted unless I preach Christ and his cross. But because I have a new covenant Kabbalah and the Messiah and the king of the rungs of the sun, the moon, and star is Jesus Christ. Those who have the old time Kabbalah, which is Klippeth and Molech, are my attackers. So you can see the tabernacle of Moloch and those who carry it that don't have the rungs of the Messianic Kabbalah are our persecutors around the world. That's why there's no persecution towards Jewish Kabbalah, only towards Christian Kabbalah. Why? Because the Christians are the covenant people. And when we get into the oral tradition of the New Testament of the Messiah and his apostles, as we've been establishing, we will conquer the rungs and create new heavens where righteousness dwells, and we will rule over the earth like the Jews have done with their old Kabbalah, we will do with new Kabbalah of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ. Amen. And that's really the front lines of the warfare. That's where the 60 million front, line, front lines faithful are needed. We've lost 25% of our faithful frontline soldiers just in August already. Where are they? They don't, they don't participate in the men's group. They don't participate on Facebook. Like literally the warfare is so intense against you and you have no excuse because your hearts have led you astray. You're the ones making those decisions. 
We have continued steadily to carry the throne of Yarevave on our shoulders as true apostolic priests of the high heavens. But you have strayed in your hearts because of loving the world and being distracted by the cares of the world and because there's evil and bitterness in your hearts. And because when we carry the ark on our shoulders, it reveals what's in your hearts, that you are not faithful to the throne of Jesus Christ, but to your own tabernacle of Molech. Deal with it and repent and receive the circumcisions and crucifixions from our teachings into all your hearts and you'll be cleansed from great iniquity, says the Lord God Almighty. Amen. Amen. I want to read this now, finish this teaching and move on to the next thing that the Holy Spirit has for us tonight. Acts 7, 48. However, the Most High. What is the Most High? The one infinitely exalted above your human heart and your human ears and minds and senses and human Christianity, human belief systems, all your religiosity, pride and lust and things you can acquire through work or even your own human faith. Your human faith is an abomination. Truth and air, you need the faith that is imparted through the Word of God. There is a, a faith that you have in Molech, which is human faith. Yeah, even That's pagans what magic know how to arts. manifest. That's magic arts, people. That's uh, pagans, they manif- I manifested it. You're like, okay, okay. All right, Tabernacle of Molech, I hear you. Okay. The pagans, the witches, Good the warlocks, the ten <laughs> sorceries of Laban, it's all faith. The issue is it's faith in self instead of faith in the Word of God, the Torah of the Father, who is the Lamb of God, King of kings and Lord of lords, the Word inscribed on his thigh, his right thigh. Amen. So it's a different type of faith. Some of you have faith in yourself. It's because you're wicked. That's the black moon. It's black moon. You need faith in Jesus, white moon, right? And they shall no longer need the moon because the Lamb of God be the moon. What does that mean? They've conquered all the Yassads up ten worlds. And now literally the Lamb is their moon. Revelation. It is written. The humility of the moon is simply this, that she can understand and accept that she carries no light of her own and is completely dependent on the light of the sun of righteousness. His light is the only light she receives. And when that happens, it becomes a full moon. That's the full circumcision of Yasad, of holiness. She only reflects his light and has the true humility, not to the left in arrogance and pride, not to the right in false humility, but just truthfully and accurately with understanding. She has no light of her own. And that is a soul circumcised on the rung of Yasat that can receive all of his light in that rung because she knows that she has none of her own and it's not a sad thing there might be some yeah. tears in the it's circumcision it's sad to the sinful nature <laughs> but there's a rest in the truth the love that she has for her beloved can rest. I'm at rest in this love. That you can rest in the truth of not having any light of your own. That's why you hear all the New Agers, we are the light. 
you're a light being. We're light beings. Sounds like stolen light beings to me. All Moloch. <laughs> I don't have any light of my own. I am a mirror created to reflect his nature. But if it's stolen light, then the light in you is darkness. Mm. And that's all the light you have. Which, when tested in fire, it will be rolled up and thrown away into the eternal abyss. So let that soul be healed. Let that mirror that you're supposed to be be healed and open to receive the truth that you are loved by the Father, by the Son, and by that Holy Spirit, the angel of Shekinah, the seven spirits of Jesus Christ, that you can rest. It takes that burden off, that heaviness, that you are loved simply because he created you. And when you can admit and acknowledge that you have no light of your own, no goodness of your own, and that's just simply how it is, you now have an abundant hope of realizing that you can reflect His glory. The hope of realizing the glory is it's His glory. It's His love. It's His light. It's His faith. Faith is the moon. Whatever you believe in, whatever sun, whatever sun of God you believe in, which it's son of Je- Jesus Christ, the son of the Father, the true son of righteousness, the extent that you believe in him is the same measure that you can reflect as the moon reflects the sun. If your faith is in foolishness, in a silliness, doctrines of demons, pagan, new age beliefs, little wrong, you know, charismatic or glory stream, heresies that haven't gotten worked out yet into the kingdom age, That is the extent that the moon is still in the phases of darkness and not the full light of the moon, Rachel. That pure Shekinah, that glory emanation, only comes through the union of Jacob and Rachel. That represents Tiferet and Shekinah, the sun and the moon. I have no light of my own. That's true humility. I know who I am, I'm called, I'm chosen, I'm loved. But it's his light. <laughs> In Revelation 12:1 says that the bride of Jesus Christ is standing on the moon. And if you read Revelation and get into the Kabbalah of the apostles of the Lamb, become powerful New Covenant Christians that can't be swayed by the fallen angels anymore, like sheep always leaving the sheepfold. You know, it's like Americans really believe they have a third category. That it's not just goat or Christian or, or sheep Christian. You're a special American Christian. You're the third category. The, you get unlimited grace, but no other church in the Bible ever had that. It's like we really have a very high opinion of ourselves as American believers. And it's Satan. It's totally the devil. The, sh- the goats to his left and the sheep to his right are all believers in Jesus Christ. This is apostolic doctrine written. Jesus taught in goat and sheep formulas. Now listen to the parable so you understand because there's goat in all of you. And it's not all or nothing. It's areas of becoming a sheep, which means that he's your shepherd and you're not your own shepherd and you're not independent and stubborn against him and you're not 
self-servient, you're not selfish or at strife against him, that you are literally a good sheep. Out of my sheepfold I raised my servant David. David's a sheep. Jesus is the Lamb of God in his perfection today as Messiah King. The issue is you want to evolve into something more mature than God himself because the devil's still in you, which is the madness of the Iams of Satan of Isaiah 14 that you wrestle out of the human selfish nature constantly. It's called ministry. So the crucifixion and the circumcisions are only towards that constantly and continuously. Now he says this, he says, my goats will be on my left hand. So they're still right by his hand, but they're all goats. My sheep will be on my right hand, but they're all sheep. What is the difference between the goats of Jesus Christ, goat Christians, and the sheep of Jesus Christ, sheep Christians, apostolic doctrine? One thing, obedience to his apostolic commandments or not. Obedience or not. That's the only difference. The goat has all the same Christianese. The goat watches all the Bob Jones videos. The goat does all the teachings in the, the sophomore master class schools. The goat literally does all the same stuff as the sheep. And they're both his. They both believe in Jesus. Same communication terminology. The difference is one obeys and the other does not. When the throne of the Lamb gives commandments, Jesus said this, the only evidence that you belong to me is that you obey me. And if you do not obey the apostles of the Lamb's throne today, you have no love in your hearts towards the real Lord Jesus. And that's the, the state of most Christians today. They're lukewarm. They're the seventh church of Revelation, Laodicea. They're self-centered with all the things of God, selfish at strife against the Holy Spirit with all the things that came from the Holy Spirit. And if you've been involved in American Christianity for at any measure of length or time at all, you know that's the exact case of the American church. And if we didn't care, we'd continue in those pagan rituals of Moloch. But because we do care, we will throw down the tabernacle of Moloch of human Christianity into the lake of fire and establish the tabernacle of the heart of David so we can have real salvation that pleases the throne of the Lamb of God with the American church. Truth anyhow, listen, however, the Most High the one infinitely exalted above humanity does not dwell in houses made by human hands. Speaking of Molech and Solomon, one human made, one God made. God gave the instructions for Moses' tabernacle and Solomon's temple exactly according to what he had seen on the mountain and seen in the heavenlies. So one is built exactly according to the, the pattern above, and the other one has no above pattern, which is just fallen angels above the one-third of the stars that fell. Do you understand this? This is how it works in reality. So this was built according to the pattern above. Heaven is my throne. The earth is my footstool for my feet. What kind of house will you build for me, says Yadivaveh? Or what place is there for my rest? Was it not my hand that made all these things? You stiff-necked and stubborn people. Acts 7.51. Listen now. 
Open your hearts. This will help you. Uncircumcised in heart and ears. Notice what he says. Ears. You are always actively resisting the Holy Spirit. You did. You are doing just as your fathers did. Which one of the prophets? Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? Fathers of what? The human building. If you are at strife towards the apostolic, Rebecca and I, which most of you are, that's because your fathers are still human and not Yarevave, because you are working in the human nature instead of the nature that comes through the crucifixions of Christ in your hearts. Understand this clearly because it's the gospel. Which one of the prophets did your fathers not persecute? They killed those who proclaimed beforehand the coming of the righteous one, whose betrayers and murderers you have now become. You who received the law as ordained and delivered to you by angels, and yet you did not obey it. Verse 54. Now when they heard this accusation and understood its impl- implication, saying that they, ha- they were all false Jews, He was implying, you are all false Jews, false Israel, serving the whole structure of the fallen angels in the seven mountains of Laban, of the fallen archangels. That's what Stephen accused them of, and it was true by the mouth of the Holy Spirit. It's the same thing I accuse this wicked human horror Babylon of today in all the earth. Truth anyhow. And it's a righteous accusation from the Holy Spirit to obliterate it into the lake of fire so we can have true Christianity in Jesus' name. When they heard this accusation and understood its implication, they were cut to the heart and they began grinding their teeth in rage at him, weeping and gnashing of teeth. But he, being full of the Holy Spirit and led by him, gazed into heaven and saw the Shekinah, the great splendor, Zohar, and majesty of Yarevavah. That's what it says in Hebrew. And Jesus, Messiah King, standing at the right hand of Yarevavah. That's what it says. Verse 56, Acts 7. And he said, Look, I see the heavens opened up. In welcome and the Son of Man standing by the right hand of Yarevave. But they shouted with loud voices and covered their ears together and rushed at him, considering him guilty of blasphemy. You know, these same religionists, these same demon spirits are in the Christians today attacking Red Letter Ministries, if you haven't noticed. And they drove him out of the city. Stephen, and began stoning him. And the witnesses placed their outer robes at the feet of a young young man named Saul. They continued stoning Stephen as he called on the Lord and said, Lord Jesus, receive and accept and welcome my spirit, my angel. (laughs) Then falling on his knees, In worship, he cried out loudly, Lord, do not hold this sin against them. Do not charge them. 
When he had said this, he mm-hmm. fell asleep in death. Acts 8.1. Listen. Saul wholeheartedly approved of Stephen's death. Woo! Did you ever wonder why it says Stephen with a glowing face, but it never says Paul with a glowing face? Even though he wrote most of the Bible? It never says Paul with a glowing face. Stephen with a glowing face. There's a spiritual principle. No matter how much you repent, you can never inherit the mantle of someone that you murder. Mm. And that's a kingdom rule. So when you go to murder the prophets or the apostles or you murder us in some way, understand no matter how high you go, no matter how high you fly or how much you repent, you can never inherit the mantle of someone that you murder. Hey. (laughs) Hello. It's a kingdom principle. That is why it was never Paul with the glowing face. Is he forgiven? Yes, but the principle remains. It could not be his to inherit. So consider those principles and count the cost before you, yes, go to war, but also before you attack and gnash and grind your teeth and murder others. What mantle do they carry that you are rejecting forever in your life? And tread cautiously in that realm. So Saul wholeheartedly approved of Stephen's death, and on that day a great and relentless persecution broke out against the church in Jerusalem. And the believers were all scattered throughout the regions of Judea and Samaria, which is the countryside, except for the apostles. Now, if you read the Bible, you know there were several thousand in the church of Jerusalem, as it's written, 3,000 added unto their number that day, first day of Pentecost. So they had several thousand Christians in Jerusalem. When Stephen was murdered by Saul and the Sanhedrin, it was the Sanhedrin and the young Pharisee Saul that carried out the legal Jewish stoning for blasphemy. Okay, It was murdering the Messiah inside literally his brother. They, they killed him again. They killed him just earlier, about a year earlier. Now they're killing those that his spirit is inside and they continue to attack and persecute him all over the world today for anyone that has that spirit of the Messiah Jesus Christ in them until we mature. And this is the maturity spoken of in Acts 8.1, except for the apostles. Understand only 12 men out of 8,000, approximately, give or take several hundred, but only 12 out of 8,000, it was a huge church, a mega church, the mega church of Jerusalem, was destroyed, obliterated by the Sanhedrin and persecution, and they were getting paperwork to go and arrest people. They were making themselves the authority over all Christians because these were all Jews. And so they're the Jewish government. It's called Sanhedrin. The government of the nation of Israel declared war against the Christians. 
And so everyone was under attack. It became illegal to believe in Jesus. Anyone that said that name would be arrested, beaten. They could have their goods plundered. They could lose their rights. They're excommunicated from the temple. They'd lose their business. Their business was confiscated. We're talking, the Bible says, severe and great persecution. And the reason why you don't have it in America is because you're the persecutors. You have been the persecutors, uh, persecutors as Americans. And that should really get you because the Lord said that to me today. The reason why there's been no persecution on American soil is because Americans are the persecutors. Mm -hmm. As you've persecuted me for 18 years by the hundreds of thousands. Mm -hmm. Truth anyhow. What we're going to do is have this kind of fortitude of Acts 8.1 except for the apostles. Except for the apostles. That fortitude is the Kabbalah the oral tradition of the apostles of the Lamb. That's why they weren't moved. They didn't need to move. They stood in alignment with Yadevave, creator of heaven and earth, on rungs. You can't move that with your little shifting sand, human garbage, tabernacle of Molech down on earth, or even going up a few rungs. You can't move someone who's fortified in real messianic oral tradition. You can move around just flakes and infants that don't have any faith or fortitude at all because they have no anchor into the heavenlies. They have no sapphire stones. They have no structure of faith. They have no righteousness. They literally have zero righteousness. But the apostles had heavenly, celestial, sapphire stone righteousness. This is the same man who taught the Old Testament to Moses called Torah on the mountain. Jesus is the angel that gave the Torah to Moses. Anyone that says otherwise is a lying demon. This is Yadevave, Messiah Jesus Christ, maker of all the rungs. And he came in the flesh in the man Jesus of Nazareth and brought even a greater Torah than what he gave Moses. As it's written, how much greater is the new covenant than the old in the Leviticus book of the New Testament? Hebrews, it is written. Hebrews says the new covenant is so much more exceedingly great than the old. It's compared to the builder of the house and the house itself. It is written. And what is the house itself? Moon, sun, and stars. And when you awaken, you'll be standing on a star right away. And you don't need to live in the idolatry of everything dead around you. You can live in the resurrection way of sun, moon, and stars where everything's alive in you and around you all the time. And it's through faith that the elements melt like wax in the fervent heat of the Lord, Yadevave, it is written. But if you have no faith, you are entrapped in Molech, which is the imprisonment of the fallen angels and their religions, and two of them include false Judaism and false Christianity. Okay? That's why you see those license plates coexist with all Christianity and, and the fish and they want to live in your tent Buddhism that's why. and 
and uh, Judaism, and they're all coexisting. And it's all that's Molech. So you got Molech Christianity right next to Molech Judaism, but the real Judaism, the real Jews, is Moses and the Lamb on Zion. So don't think the Old Testament's going away. I've not come to do away mm -hmm. with the Old Testament, but to fulfill it, says the Lord. And you will have both of them and all of them on holy Mount Zion that goes up moon, sun, and stars mm -hmm. forever when you begin to obey the apostolic commandments of the Lamb of God with all of your hearts. Amen. Amen. Now let's just cut off all the exit points and slaughter the religious demon. Don't tell me you're not a part of the tabernacle of Moloch because you don't go to physical churches anymore. <laughs> what is a tabernacle? What's a tabernacle? It's a body, yeah, a tent, body. An erected For tent. Second Peter 1, verse 13. I think it right, as long as I am in this tabernacle tent, body, to stir you up by way of remembrance. Okay, so the tabernacle is your tent. Body, we've already established Malkut represents the tent, the tabernacle. Mobile throne. Time to put down your mobile phone for five minutes to put your eyes on the Torah. 30 minutes, 5, 10, 15, 20, get to 30 minutes a day. Uninterrupted, into the eyes. Get those eyes crucified. Mm. Ears get, and heart. Ears and eyes. Because that's Fresh the tabernacle. Fresh crucifixions every day. I die daily. It is written. Like all those coexist signs he was talking about? It's because they want to be in your tent. They want to live in your tent. That's an abomination. Yeah. They they want to live in your tent and drink your waters and make you bitter by putting their sewage, which is their waste. They steal your milk and honey and give you bitter waters. Wormwood. Mm -hmm. yep. Lucifer. So if there's bitterness, that's evidence there's something intent that doesn't need to be there. It's an idol. 100% of the time. Uh, hatred leads to the dark side, okay? Stay away from me. First step is... <laughs> mm -hmm. Selfishness. The, the fruit of selfishness is always strife. The fruit of the lamb Woo! is always humility. <laughs> First Thessalonians 4, 4. This is something they won't teach you in Bible school. You need to learn how to possess. Possess the land that is written. You need to learn how to possess your body. <laughs> First Thessalonians 4 4. That each one of you should know how to possess his own body. Amen. If you don't know how to possess your body, guess who already knows how to possess your body? Coexist. Wormwood, uh, <laughs> the star that fell from heaven. You learn how to possess your body, give them, serve those demons an eviction notice. Get out immediately in Jesus' name. Another round of pigs in the parlor. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Another 30 minutes daily. Remember, this is a marathon. This isn't just a sprint. What happens if you try to sprint a marathon? Has anyone in this room ever tried to sprint a marathon? Your first marathon? You're like, I can't even think. I can't get off the couch for you a marathon, throw up brother. At the five mile mark. <laughs> I'm still farting on the couch. And my name is Buckwheat. <laughs> Buckwheat Jr. <laughs> Okay, okay. It's fine. You gotta start somewhere. If you're already on the couch, just put the Bible channel on, okay? You're already on the couch. Engage in Torah on the you couch. You might as well. Your couch start <laughs> levitating and go up worlds. And put in, remember, you're wearing a purple sash, so put down the door dash. Have a salad or something. Eat.
protein, high protein diet, vegetables, well-rounded diet. Okay, all right, enough, mom. Don't tell me what to eat. Just put down some of the DoorDash, some of it, all right. You don't, you've had enough burger, you've had enough pizza, as Apostle Shadrach has already established. It's time to engage in Torah. So how are you gonna learn to possess your own body? What does it say here? Let's back up one verse. First, Thessalonians 4, 3. For this is the will of God. Do the will of God, right? That's what makes him happy. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice, that each one of you should know how to possess, control, manage his own body in consecration, purity, separated from things profane, mm, so good. and honor not to be used in the passion of lust like the heathen who are ignorant of the true God and have no knowledge of his will. If you don't know today what the will of God is for your life, this is what you need to drill in there. First Thessalonians 4, mm. until it becomes a part of you, until you know how to possess your own body, and then you will know the will of God. It's that simple. Well, I don't know the will. What's God's will for my life? I need a prophetic word. I need a prophetic... No. You need to possess your body and serve those Amen. coexist demons in eviction notice today so they can stop possessing your body so that Christ can be the only God in that tent. No other gods in the tent. Yeah, when they were First commandment. Yep. When they were traveling around the wilderness... Whenever there was, you know, a big ruckus, something went horribly wrong, and then a bunch of people died, what did they find? So-and-so had a demon god That's in their the tent. That's the commandment of Isaiah. Yeah. You can have no other spirits inside that body except the angel of Jesus Christ. First commandment. Amen. And one more verse before that. It says, For you know what charges and precepts we gave you, on the authority and by the inspiration of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, that you should be consecrated, separated, and set apart for pure and holy living, that you should abstain and shrink from all sexual vice, that each one of you and 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 your mother and your brother and your sister and your father and your in-laws too, yes, even your in-laws, amen should know how to possess his own body in consecration. Receive it. Learn how to possess your own body by consecration. Religion purity. rejects that, and so you're just demon-possessed with problems all the time, right? Antichrist activity instead of Christ activity. Goat activity instead of sheep activity. Possess your sheep bodies with the spirit of the resurrection. You know, that's how you know it's the goat nature because we'll be up here saying, now you gotta stop the clippething. Stop clippeth, clippething. You need to clip off the clippeth. Stop clippething. And then you know it's the goat nature because then the next day they'll come around online like, here we come, a clip a thing. No, just stop, stop, stop. Possess your body. Yes. Consecrate. Consecrate snip, snip. your heart. Okay. Circumcision. Stay within 
Mother Jerusalem's walls with your heart. It's your own hearts that lead you astray, Jesus Christ said. When your inner man is anchored inside the angel of Shekinah, you're always experiencing the glory. Oh yeah, for our new our new viewers, for anyone who's watching who hasn't seen this, if you're wondering what clip a thing is, what the clippeth is, you gotta clip the clip off, okay? The structure of deceit, of all the height that man and woman have fallen. Consider the heights in which you have fallen. It is written, Jesus Christ, red letters. You can just decree it too. I'm taking my body back from the clippeth. Amen. In Jesus' name. Amen. Yadhev Avheh. Bam. Deliverance. All right. Amen. And if you want to know more about that, you can check out uh, after the show, you can check out in the links below. We've got Masterclass Learning Righteousness. You can find out all that mess that's going on and how to get it cleaned up. Amen. Clean and unclean. It's called the priesthood of the new covenant. <laughs> Amen. Sapphire stones. Can we get an iPad picture? This is a nice picture. This is always soothing and comforting to the spirit. Isn't that wonderful? Consecration. What is it? Circumcision. Christ and him crucified, which means ingraftation into the tree of life. Simply that, which means that world of Messiah going from Malkut to Keter. You're simply learning the word of God in that sapphire stone. It was written in the heavens, and then they gave it to Moses on the sapphire stones, had it written down in Hebrew, and he took it down so they could read it, and then he would also explain it. What was written down is what we have as our Old Testament, right, or the Torah, five books of Moses, and what he explained to them about it, about all the stuff he learned in heaven from God and the angels and all that, you know, his experience he spoke from in understanding what was written in times and seasons. And what that is, is the oral tradition of Moses. And like we've already established, uh, based on the book of Enoch and based on wisdom and understanding and experience, for that great wisdom to not harm your Ruah spirit as you're getting sanctified, you'll need to be standing on Hesed of Asiah before you go and start studying oral tradition of Moses. Otherwise, it's only going to be damaging to your spirit and it will backtrack your progress and you may end up doing a lot of damage. So, and if you don't know what Hesed of Asiah is, take the masterclass. You'll at least need to know what I'm even talking about and then actually go and do it. Get the consecration, get the sanctification with two to three confirming signs and wonders that follow you already knowing that you've gotten there, right? So each rung you go, you know it, and then the signs follow. It's not just like, oh, maybe it's there, maybe it's not. I'm looking for a sign. You'll never be looking for a sign. The signs will come and find you. That's right. They follow. They follow. You don't go chasing Hebrews after signs. Hebrews seek signs, which means apostate believers. Yep. That's how you go into Goats. the dark rungs. That's the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. It's a good way to get yourself killed out there. Don't do it. Use wisdom. Take the master class. Get signed up on rlm.tv. The Bible says you should seek Shekinah. Yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory. So if you're not seeking the glory of the Lamb in Jerusalem and the Father, 
You're not yet walking in the light, nor the path of light, nor in real Christianity at all. And, you know, you're supposed to be a multidimensional creature made in the likeness and image of God, which is holy unto the Lord. So if you look at left to right there, it says Asaya, Yetzirah, Berea, Absolute. Those are those four main worlds. Well, how are you going to live simultaneously as you conquer in those worlds? Because each part of you gets sanctified and more parts get added to you. I'll give you a new heart. I'll give you a new soul, it is written. So in Asaya, you've got Nefesh. And some of y'all get a Ruah. And so then you go through the process of consecrating the Ruah, which is Yetzirah. So Asaya, you have Nefesh, you have Ruah, and you have Neshama and Berea. And in absolute, Chaya, and this world of absolutes. Take a look at this. The Chaya Latte Glory. When you're looking at the big picture, we've talked about this before, but it's good to remind you. We kind of go over the concepts a little bit, it starts to burn in, you understand what we're looking at here. In the big picture of things, the bottom rung of Malkut represents that whole world of Asaya. So you've done the whole world of Asaya, Malkut through Keter. In the big picture, that's essentially like that first one little bottom rung. Bing. <laughs> like, oh, you all, we did all that, and it's just like, dink, you know, and like, it's fine. But at least you're up. not a worker of iniquity anymore. And, and you'd then, be the remnant of the remnant of the remnant in the charismatic yeah. church once you get Asaya cleared out in your hearts. It's fun to be iniquity free in the glory amen and that world of yetzira if you make it all the way through the world of yetzira accurately and get the circumcision that's a perfectly sanctified ruah that is you've never known the power of being filled with the holy spirit baptized with the evidence of speaking in tongues until you go through the realm that represents the lord's prayer yours is the kingdom and the power you understand yours is the power Yours, O oh Lord, is the power. Yours, Father, is the power. That's Yetzirah. And the Yetzirah, bye! The, the Gavura. Yours Woo! is the Gavura and the Malkut and the Shekinah. Bam! Amen. And then when you make it up. Now remember, when you get to, let's see. Hey, you get to Yetzirah. Top of Yetzirah. <laughs> and you make it to uh, Bina, which represents the world of Berea. You get the Neshama, which is 12, uh, 12 for the females, 12-year-old, 13-year-old, Bar Mitzvah, Bat Mitzvah, representing you're now a young adult. You're not all the way grown up yet, but it's enough to be... Uh, what do they let you do at 12 and 13 for the girls and the guys? That they you said, can... congratulations, young men. You have overcome the evil one, First John. Woohoo! Amen. So you, that's your taste of overcoming the evil one. That's the, the bar mitzvah of first yep. John. And that neshama descends upon you. It is more real even than the, the day you were born, born again, baptized in the Holy Spirit, filled, speaking in tongues. It is so powerful because he adds more. It's more of him and less of that old nature. That old nature has been consistently, you're getting consistent, and the removal of the old and there's the new, and when that new soul, I will give you a new heart, it is written, is added to you. It's just absolutely life-changing. 
you'll never be the same amen and then when you make it to that represents hakma that's the world of absolute that's when you get a chaya soul added to you in some scrolls they call that the neshama of the neshama all right which is really fun now what are you going to do remember it's the sixth world is Berea. And, and the, if you unfold all the levels of Yetzirah and count them like in our big chart, when you're going from six to seven, there's a little jump there. It's another crossover of the bone throne of Satan. Mm. That's the only crossover between worlds where it doesn't automatic you're not automatically in Malkut of the next world when you wake up the next morning you'll have to make that jump and it's a jump by faith you've practiced making other jumps it's the big jump it's a supernal jump going from that it looks like um from it's going from gold to gemstone as yeah. souls and so it takes a great humility. It's a it's a major increase in humility, more so than all the other rungs that you've done up into that point. And yeah, so right now you're having your ruah souls. If you're baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues, your ruah souls are being refined in silver seven times into pure right. silver. The ruah is pure silver. If you've conquered all the rungs of Asaya and Yetzira, Amen. All right. And then for those of my note takers, you can write this down. You can write this down. Very important. Very, very important when you get to the world of absolute. And you make that jump and you land on Malkut of absolute. Then you're going to raise your right hand in the air. And you're going to say, Chaya, crystal, power, make up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Sailor, cosmos. I gotcha. Uh, 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 uh. You don't have to say that. Comedy you helps can. the truth go down. <laughs> You're more than welcome to say that. If you, people to swallow you ascend that all truth. those rungs and you make it there, you might as well say it. <laughs> Why not? All right, it's <laughs> okay. funny. I'll drink the truth. <laughs> oh, well, we made it this far. Drink might as well. Drink the strong meat for the mature. Drinking sapphire <laughs> wine. Yo, isn't this a good get rid of YOLO? Wine ministry. We're going to replace YOLO with YOLF. <laughs> make the YOLF <laughs> t shirt. We're like, what? <laughs> you only live forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You might as well. You might as well enjoy the moment. <laughs> Celebratory rites. Okay. The tradition of God is Kabbalah. The tradition of man is sorcery. Amen. Isn't this good? First Corinthians, uh, First Thessalonians four two. Thank you, Rebecca, for First Thessalonians four. This is juicy right now. How to possess your body. Yes, that and the commandments, because mm -hmm. the Lord Jesus has been speaking to me greatly about separating Christian goats from Christian sheep so mm -hmm. that you know the difference because the goat is the pride, the stubbornness, the disobedience of your heart. That's the iniquity mm -hmm. of this generation of iniquity. So the truth is, is all the believers in the world have tons of goat in their hearts, tons of it. 
And what's going to happen is the commandments, this is what destroys the goat. For you know what commandments and precepts we gave you by the authority of the Lord Jesus. For this is the will of God, that you be sanctified, separated, and set apart from sin, that you abstain and back away from sexual morality, that each of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor being available for God's purpose and separated from things profane, not to be used in lustful passion like the Gentiles who do not know God and are ignorant of his will. And that in this matter of sexual misconduct, no man shall transgress and defraud his brother because the Lord is the avenger in all these things. Just as we have told you before and solemnly warned you, for Yadevave has not called us to impurity, but to holiness, to be dedicated and set apart by behavior that pleases him, whether in public or in private. So whoever rejects and disregards this is not merely rejecting man, but the God who gives his Holy Spirit to you to dwell in you and empower you to overcome temptation. So Thessalonians were struggling with separating the man Paul from Yadevave inside Paul's temple. I know none of you struggle with that, and you all just see us after the heart and the spirit, and you know my vision and where we stand in the angelic ranks. But the Thessalonian church really struggled because they would see the human being. They would see him with all of his fancy clothing. They would see him with his nice hats and his gold jewelry. And they'd say, man, this guy is just trying to hustle us. And he'd say, no, here's demonstrations of power. Here's my Torah. Here's the gospel. Here's my rungs. Here's my credentials from Jesus Christ who sent me and filled me with his Shekinah glory. And he would blast away all the beasts of the field, birds of the air, all the reptiles and beasts and image bearing in their souls. Be like, let's set things straight actually through the word of God. I have a sword and I'm using it in the spiritual realm against demons that are filling my my Thessalonian Christians, my Corinthian Christians, my Minnesota Christians, my American Christians, my European Christians, all the Christians of the earth. We are going to use the word of God to cleanse everyone from the demonic influence of the iniquity of Babylon the Great. And so people come and they say, well, how do you have this kind of authority and what makes you different? What makes us different and why we have this apostolic authority is one thing. The sanctification of the heart. That's it. That's what Jesus Christ said. That's all a pure heart sees God and is on the mountain. Who can ascend the mountain? Clean hands, pure heart. But if you are stuck in the human animal under dirt and dust in your eyes of religion and blind. You are not going to see the heart as Jesus Christ saw the heart. He knew it was in all men's hearts and it was demons continuously and sin and self-righteousness and pride and greed and covetousness and all forms of sexual morality. And yet he still loved them, didn't he? Why? Because his word washed them. Anyone that's hungry and thirsty for righteousness can come to Messiah and be washed. The Spirit and the Bride say, come and drink. What are you drinking? The waters of the Word of God that make you clean 
in your hearts, in the invisible person that you will live with eternally. That's why we engage in Torah. That's why we're hungry and thirsty for righteousness. Because we like to be clean, stay clean, and live in a greater standard of the high priest cleanliness in the heavenlies. This is why we grow up into Christ, our head. Why? Because we're done with our dirty heads. I know you guys wrestle in your minds constantly against Satan. That the battlefield is truly in your minds. And the carnal mind wars against the Holy Spirit. And this is the area you wrestle against the true apostles of the Lamb in all the American church right now. That's because you're demon-possessed with fallen ophanim. And that's what gives you false lying visions. But... The apostolic doctrine of the twelve apostles of the Lamb, which are the, the stones and the, and the pearls of the Lamb, the twelve tribes, them together as one heavenly Jerusalem will release such a cleansing Shekinah Torah teaching, gospel of the angel of the mid-heavens, not just in the moon, standing on the moon. Revelation 12, 1, the bride is not in the moon, she's on the moon. That means fully circumcised, crucified as a reflection of the divinity and the Shekinah of Yarevave. Amen. So you're not just in it, you're above it. You're an overcomer. Blessed is he who's in it. No, only those who are overcomers, over it, it is written. Nine times, Revelation 2 and 3. Blessed, made happy and to be enviable, are those who overcome the nine sins and charges of Messiah to the church of earth in Revelation 2 and 3. When you overcome that, guess what? Celestial ability every single time. You get a staff, a celestial staff. That's the whole sapphire. Bam, strike the nations. The whole sapphire stick. What's the sapphire stick of Moses? It's the cross. Why is it a sapphire and wood, gemstone and wood that never decays? Song of Songs says it. Why is it both wood and gemstone? Because he had flesh that was perfect and also, he is the angel, Yadevave, who made heaven and earth at the same time. Spotless lamb. Truth, anyhow. So you have the, sta the sapphire stick if you overcome the sins of the earthly terrestrial plane where all the demons are. Amen. And how do we overcome? By faith in the word of God, not loving our lives unto death. Therefore, they, Revelation 12, overcame the devil. And all of his deceit, and all the, all the principalities, all the powers, all the thrones, all the dominions, of all the one-third of the fallen stars that fell from heaven by the dragon's tail. So, you overcome by the Word of God. So now your faith in the Word is a little different today, hopefully, hey, than when you first believed. We have a Word. Yeah. We're talking about the same thing. The Word that's in you today yeah. is filled with Shekinah. Why? Because it's mixed <laughs> with your heart. Instead of iniquity in your heart, which is dead letter, it's faith in your heart, which is living Word. Shekinah-filled mm -hmm. words. And those words are your salvation and your keys on the rungs. It's how you can legally stand on the moon, stand on the sun, and stand on the stars is because the word is inscribed in your spirit, in your divine body. 
without the inscriptions of the word, the demons will smite you down into the dust 100% of the time. But with those inscriptions, you will smite them down in Jesus' name. Amen. Your belief in Jesus is your trust and faith in the word of God and its power. The power of the word of God. So let's talk about those fallen ophanim. If you, tr you struggle with the thought life, the thought like, oh, intrusive thoughts. Oh, uh, oh you know. It's fallen ophanim, demon possession of your mind and your body. And uh, don't worry. Yeah, false vision. We're, we're going to get them out. Jesus called it specks and planks in their eyes. Mm -hmm. We're going to get them out. Now, this is how you're going to get them out. Because I know you want deliverance from it. Let's get some understanding. Let's get a little wisdom here on how these things work. Yeah. Can mm -hmm. I get a witness from the doorway angels? Thank you. <laughs> Let's, some, yes! Yes! Someone teach on the fallen ophidim taking over the people's brains so they can have freedom in their minds and get the real lying visions. All right. Amen. Right. Let's talk about ophidim in general. Fallen and non-fallen. They're full of eyes. Wheels full of eyes. You've probably maybe seen pictures. You might have met an ophidim. The fallen ones, a lot of them, they kind of look like rust buckets, like uh, crusty, rusty rust buckets. Um, but with stolen Shekinah, they can kind of appear like, ooh, you know, in all their glorious visions. It's not really it's stolen light that deceives. Uh, when, have you ever seen someone, let's, let's talk about it this way, this is the parable. Have you ever seen someone struggling to have a thought and they're thinking really hard? And you're sitting there trying to think what you were trying to think. Have you ever seen that? Like, oh, the you can almost see the wheels turning. They say, you can almost see. You, we say that, don't we? Yeah. Why is that? Uh huh. Uh huh. If the wheels are turning, whose wheels? That's the question. Hot wheels. <laughs> no. <laughs> the wheels of the car of my DoorDash bringing me more Mickey D's because I can't even bother to get to the drive-through because I'm farting on the couch and I'm. Buckwheat Jr., not even Buckwheat. Anyway, <laughs> you were born for more than this. Let your guardian angels remind you. That's fine. You got to start somewhere. But it's it's the wheels turning in the mind, the chariot. Everything is based on your design, the way all of creation designs, but your design of sapphire stones is based on the chariot. And so when the wheels are turning or they're struggling to turn in there, maybe there's a few kinks, it, 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 the wrong thoughts, the wrong visions. If there's not holy ophanim at work in your mind, in your thoughts, because your mind hasn't been consecrated, it hasn't been circumcised. You need that sapphire stone circumcision, and you're replacing the kingdom of hell, which we understand the dust, that's the foreskin, the uncircumcision is the dust, which is the serpent's kingdom. Enemy kingdom means enemy seraphim, enemy ophanim, enemy, who's a, what's it call it, up and down through all the rungs, right? Mm -hmm. Which you are subject and liable to all of their clauses and details and fine print unless you come into covenant or contract with Jesus Christ. Now, he'll do a verbal contract with you. It's written in the invisible realm. But when you believe on Jesus and you speak his name, calling on him, you will be saved. Well, saved where? Just in your spirit and then you die and go to heaven. <laughs> Unless you fulfill the terms and the conditions of the new covenant for 
full salvation. It talks about full salvation being saved, not just in your inner gingerbread of light, man, and yeah. die and go to heaven and then get your new body later on after the champions do the hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like I'm just gonna tap out and hang out in paradise. I mean, that's fine. Some people go that Grow route up all the way. Thirty-three go, yeah. years of Jesus in your heart. So, what you want to do is get circumcised. So when you come into covenant with Jesus Christ, there's always a higher way. What is that? A higher way? A better way? The highway of holiness. What's the highway of holiness? The sapphire stones. It's the highway to the throne of God. It's the spirit of Elijah preparing the way for Jesus to be formed within you, his kingdom. So if those sapphire stones are uncircumcised, that's uncircumcision, which is serpent kingdom. So that means you may be subject and liable to da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Well, you can name it and claim it and pray it and you'll have a decent Christian life and you'll do a little more warfare and you might have some struggles and you'll know God to a measure but knowing him is knowing the word of God where is the word of God it's written on sapphire stones that's where it came down from so when you know him his sapphire stone body you know the cross you crucified with him circumcised which means what you're not a part of the uncircumcision who is, a, who is a Jew? Who is a cosmic Jew? Circumcision. Jew and non-Jew was only circumcision and not uncircumcision. But that was just a type and shadow that was to come. That's a flesh circumcision, right? Yeah. But they always had, even at the external ones, they always now had a chair. Enoch circumcision. Yeah. They always had a chair for Elijah at every circumcision. It's part of the Jewish tradition. There's Elijah's chair. He must be present as an angel. Uh, they honor him at all of them. Why is that? Sandalphon. A. Malkut. Chariot master. Elijah. Sandalphon. I'm not even unworthy to, or not even worthy to untie the sandals of his feet. Kind of a fun play on words, but it's true. Anyhow, spirit of Elijah must be present for the circumcision. So you get your first circumcision on Malkut. That's your obedience to the spirit of Elijah. I will restore the hearts of the sons and daughters to their father by the spirit of Elijah. It is written. So what it does is it puts your heart from the fathers and mothers of human beings, which we established (coughs) in Acts 7 as Moloch, into God, Yarevave, which is Shekinah. So how are you going to have holy thoughts then? How do you get rid of, you know, the rust bucket fallen ophanim kind of situation happening there. Well, simply, you go up sapphire stones. How are you going to have holy thoughts? You'll notice as you go up the rungs, your thoughts change to align with his thoughts. It's and it's not just, his thoughts are higher than my thoughts. My thoughts suck. I can't stop thinking about Doritos. I'm trying to fast. I can't stop thinking about Taco Bell. <laughs> like, try not to look at the beautiful people. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I can't. I just, I must look at beautiful people. You know, it's just like, I need, I must go. You know, like, you what tripping. is wrong? <laughs> Something is not aligned with the Word of God there. If it's a struggle to not lust after people, that's a very low rung. That's very low. 
Uh, and because for Kingdom Age, I know you might be at the top of for with Church Age, but come on, Kingdom Age, the bar is rising. Hey, the bar is rising. That's yeah, a good word. All Yadavav yeah. literally as a, the throne of Zion not, can fit inside those bodies you're already in right now. It's really Just not. Just put all the Father yeah. and His eternal glory in that body. That's the height of the ten weeks. Amen. It's really not the impossible thing that previous generations made it out to be, or say. That was impossible. When it's mapped out, it's quite easy because there's nothing else to do in your life. Anything else you do in mm -hmm. your life except ascend to your father is rejecting him. It is the ultimate. If you're a gamer, it is the ultimate video game because you literally get the level up, the levels up added to you, which is just simply knowing Christ. It, it, it's, not, it's not even about it's the selfish true exodus. gain. Yeah. It's not about selfish gain. You're getting to know Christ. And him crucified in you. It's Christ within you, the hope of realizing the glory and realizing, hey, we can go up. <laughs> and that's what it's about. And now, when you look through Jubilees and Jasher and Enoch and the New Testament, you can see when you have the understanding, it's been here the whole time. And even I was looking at Andrew Murray. You want to look at this? Listen to Andrew Murray. Everybody in the church age loves Andrew Murray, right? Oh, yeah. We have more humility than Andrew Murray could ever imagine right now. That is true. In the because rising American church. Every increase in on sapphire stones to go from one rung to the next, it's an increase in humility. It's impossible. So it literally takes hum an increase of humility every time you, you go up. You can tell by how much selflessness and just <laughs> Look at my great humility. Considering pull out the, the chart. The I'm all the way up here. Only, like the mouse only in concerned about the apostolic commandments of the Lamb and no self-preservation <laughs> or selfishness. Andrew Murray is just enthralled with this generation right now. Well. <laughs> Now I'm going to carry around this chart in my pocket so everyone can know my great humility. He's got everyone a stick just to whack Jezebel's tower off your head. That's why we keep this one right here. Yeah. Holy, All right. Holy Ghost. Andrew Murray. Come and however feeble you feel. Sometimes we feel feeble. Just wait in his presence. As a feeble, sickly invalid. <laughs> 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 Is brought out into the sunshine. There you go. It's, it's getting happy. We're not stopping there. All right, don't stop there on your journey. Peace. Brought out into the sunshine to let its warmth go through him. Come with all that is dark and cold in you into the sunshine of God's holy, omnipotent love and sit and wait there with one thought. Here I am in the sunshine of his love. As the sun does its work in the weak one who seeks its rays, God will do his work in you. Oh, do trust him fully. Wait on the Lord, be strong, and let your heart take courage, yea, thou. On the Lord, my soul, wait thou only upon God. And there was... One other thing in here that I just was like, are you seriously talking about this? Andrew Murray, how does nobody talk about this? Oh, uh, well, you know what? That, okay, that was him, and then 
Paradise Lost was the other one. So we have Andrew Murray talking about the sun. The sun, the sunshine of God's love. What do we know in the Bible? The sun of righteousness. The sun is the bridegroom's chamber. Written in the word of God. It's been here the whole time. I was looking at Paradise Lost by John Milton this week. And I don't, that, that book has been around forever. And do you know what he talked about? He talked about the sapphire stones. I'll have to find it here for you, but... Um, you want to hear Paul talk yeah. about sapphire stones? Yeah, everyone's talking about... Everyone's been talking about sapphire stones for thousands of years. And we've just <laughs> dealt with a generation that didn't go up, but stood in the way and said, Nope, you can't do that. That's impossible. Well, you've had Kabbalah taught in Kabbalah centers of... Um, Judaism for 700 years. Uh, the Middle Ages, the Jews were extremely persecuted and oppressed by the Roman Catholic Church to the point of living in caves and having all of their goods stripped from them. And it was insane persecution, Ooh. if you understand church history, of what the Roman Catholic Church did to the Jews in Europe. And it was from those caves that angels came and helped the Jewish race come out of obscurity, dire poverty, oppression, and persecution through the oral Torah of Moses and Aaron, and that was the Kabbalah of the Old Testament. And so a lot of them had good hearts, and it was a reintroduction of the oral tradition um, of Judaism. And it was published first in the 1400s in Italy, and it has infiltrated, well, a lot of greedy, wicked people got a hold of it and started mm -hmm. using it for selfish means. And that's where you get a lot of the, the secret societies and the cults. It's mm -hmm. all teaching Klippeth Kabbalah. That's what Freemasonry is. That's what Daughters of the Eastern Star and all the secret societies right now that rule all the nations on earth, all of them, stem from the oral tradition of Judaism that the persecuted Jews of Europe um, received from angels. And it's real. It was the good, the holy, the righteous angels came and helped um, that race. Because it's written in Romans 11, God is not disregarding them because the covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob remains. Mm. God does never go back on his covenant. And he loves Israel. He loves Jerusalem. And he loves the Jews. And there are many of them in their hearts that are softening to the Messiah, Jesus Christ over the last hundred years, and there will be a great awakening. The Bible says in Romans 11, literally every last one that, that believes in Jesus be re-engrafted, and the fullness of glory will be complete. That's going to happen in our mm -hmm. lifetime. So we're in the, the midst now of the oral tradition of the Messiah and the oral tradition of Moses, mm -hmm. both of them being reestablished in Christianity, mm -hmm. which is called apostolic. Moses and the Lamb. That is the true apostolic, is the oral tradition mm -hmm. of Moses. Remember, there's no New Testament. Okay, first century, the guys that wrote the New Testament, how do you think they wrote it? It was the oral tradition, the 12 apostles of the Lamb mm -hmm. in Acts 8.1 that could not be moved by anything in the world, and yet everyone was moved except them. Why? Because they had oral tradition. Mm -hmm. They had Kabbalah of Jesus Christ, the Messiah, maker of heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. They were instructed in, in the mysteries of the kingdom. To them I speak in parables. 
But to you I give mysteries and secrets of the kingdom of heaven. Red letters it is written. To you I give you the power of the moon and the sun and the stars. As it's written, you will shine like the sun in the kingdom of your father. Jesus Christ said that. You will shine as the sun. The sun. The outrain brilliance. The speculum that shines. Stephen with a glowing face. You will be... The rainbow Zohar radiance of the Shekinah God, Yarevave. This is what I am putting in you. This is the promise of the Messiah that you will rule the light of life over all worlds of moon and sun and stars. Well, that kind of revelation is so powerful that the nations have used it to become what's the Freemason motto? Keepers of the light. Keepers of the stolen Shekinah, the light of life of all human beings and animals and plants and minerals, finances. That's why you get serial killer Benjamin Franklin on the back of a $100 bill. They found 13 skeletons in his, in his house in England corresponding to the same week he came to the Americas to establish the USA out of 13 colonies. They, they discovered 13 corpses. Some, two of them are children that Benjamin Franklin murdered in Masonic rituals to Lucifer, Satan, and the Klippeth in his house. And you can Google that. That's out mm -hmm. there. And that's not conspiracy theory. That was out in all the public news. And they were so freaked out by finding 13 skeletons mm -hmm. in the basement of Benjamin Franklin's house in England. Oh, Listen, so you need to understand that is what they have done with the oral tradition but that's not the jews that's the synagogue of satan there are many jews that have that just have their hearts softened towards the nature of messiah just like some christians are just total reprobate evil murderers it's the same with with jews they're not real jews and they're not real christians they're they're satanic they're of the 10 sorceries of laban what does Jude say? They come in and stain your love feasts. They're like Balaam's. They're like Dathan's. They're like mm -hmm. sorcerers. They're warlocks. They are, they're, what are they? They're wolves in sheep's clothing. And they come in and they corrupt from the inside, hiding in the invisible person, using their soul as seats for fallen angels mm -hmm. and pretending to be like the godly covenant people. That's what you deal with in all the scriptures and in all reality of your lives until you can discern spirits and know the heart and know the soul and the contents of the soul accurately through the Shekinah of the living word of God, the Torah of the Messiah. That's what we need to establish. And this is what illuminates it. The true son, the son of righteousness, Malachi 4. Listen to Apostle Paul's Kabbalah. First Corinthians 15, 40 through 42. There are also heavenly bodies, sun, moon, and stars, amplified, and earthly bodies, humans, animals, and plants. But the glory, Shekinah, and beauty, Tiferet, of the heavenly is one kind. And the Shekinah of the earthly is another kind. Okay, so he's differentiating between all the rungs and all, all the containers, all the vessels. Okay, these are containers and vessels of light. Gold is a container of light. Plant is a container of light. Animals are containers of light, and they could work in the Old Testament to cover sins. Human beings are containers of light or darkness. So he's teaching Kabbalah. 
containers of lights, and you need to recognize, you need to listen. There is a Shekinah and Tiferet, a glory and beauty of the sun, S-U-N. Another Shekinah of the moon, Yasad. And yet another distinctive Shekinah of the stars. That's the Sephirot. Isn't that good? The glory of the stars. Did you know apostolic doctrine was the glory of the stars? They didn't teach you that in church, did they? Why? Because they're hiding it from you. Because they want the devil to have it. Because the religious spirit on those buildings. Now it's time to have the oral tradition of the apostles of the Lamb. This is what rules the world. The government of day, sun. Government of night, moon. And if you just give it up and say, no stars, sun, and moon for me, I'm just going to have the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit comes down through sun, moon, and stars. You'll be in the clippeth in an antichrist, false Holy Spirit of a demon pretending to be the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit made the sun, moon, and stars and said it was good in Genesis chapter 1, fourth day it is written. So it's time to get into the real Holy Spirit who's in the sun, in the moon, and the stars. What is that? The glory and the beauty. Hebrew, Shekinah and Tiferet. What's the word for beauty? Tiferet, of the sun. Tiferet sun. Another glory of the moon. Another Shekinah of Yasad. Amen? And yet another distinctive Shekinah of the stars. He's saying, look at all the different glories of the Sephirot. Look at the Kabbalah circle glories of Enoch's path of lightnings. Right? 1 Corinthians 15, 41, that's what it says. And one star differs from another in Shekinah and Zohar. Radiance. In Shekinah and Zohar, each star differs in its glory. Why? Because there's a different archangel on it, and there's a different patriarch and matriarch on it. This is the inheritance of the 24 elders around his throne. So he just say, oh, we go straight to the throne. No, you go through the 24 elders to the throne. That's what the Bible says. And since they're around the throne, you go through them, through these rungs of Yasad, Tifra, and the stars of what we've been teaching here, the true Kabbalah mm-hmm. of the Messiah of Jesus Christ and his apostles, the real oral tradition of the new covenant, <laughs> so that you can have the Shekinah of the heavenlies and be on the stars, not just in them. If you're in the earth, listen, you need to be on the earth. What's white Malkut? You're no longer in the earth. You're now on the earth. Not just in the moon, on the moon. Circumcised of the sphere. Circumcised. Circumcised. Crucified of the sphere. Crucified of the circle. And if it's not crucified, you're in the center of it. But if it is crucified, you're standing on it. Amen. So... Those that are not crucified in the most elementary circumcision of their spirit, they're in the earth, buried under the dust of the earth. Once you're circumcised of earth, you're on the earth, circumcised from the dust of the earth. That's about one out of 10,000 Christians right now, and that's a pretty liberal Mm-hmm. That's pretty yeah. liberal. How do you get gemstones? Probably like more one natural... out of a hundred thousand. Yeah. You know how people get gemstones? Just like, you know, rocks for making jewelry? Hear me enlighten the audience. How people find rocks for making jewelry, don't they? They dig it up, don't they? Yeah. So what was that gemstone under? 
dust. Yeah, that's right. Dirt and dust. That's the circumcision. That's Dirt the and dust and all kind of rust. That's what I'm made of. <laughs> Fallen Ophanim. I know, we're fixing the problem. It's getting here a work in progress. All right, we're a work in progress. Amen. But there's a parable there. If you looked at your Jupiter, probably kind of a mess right now, right? Fallen angel activity. If you come out of obedience, right? The glory of growing up in Zion is that you can live in the perfected part of you. You don't have to live out of those uncircumcised parts of you. There's grace for you to just be where you're at as you grow. How does that work? Well, if you're a kid and you obey your parents and you go to school, you're going to be doing all right. But if you're a kid and let's say you're 12 years old or not even 12, let's say you're 7 years old and you're trying to drink Budweiser out in the back alley with your grade school friends. No Budweiser, only Bloodweiser. Budweiser, amen. And you no try, vodka, only Godka. And let's say you're 14 years old and you're trying to, to drink and drive your father's car. It, things are not going to go well. I'm using a very obvious example, right? But let's Sin say you're a kingdom death, kid. Sister? But what are you going to do in God's house as a kid? Mm. What if he put somebody in charge of you on the earth? All right, well, here is where you can receive correction. No, Jimmy, don't eat that. Not, don't put it down. That's... That's literal dookie. Don't eat that. There's always a Moses <laughs> and Aaron for every believer. If you do that action, right? Correction is letting you know, hey, if you do or continue in that action, this is the consequence that can happen. And so the love in correction is so that you can refrain from that action or that process that causes the negative consequence that the father doesn't want you to have to go through. Some kids, as we know, learn the hard way. Maybe that was some of us. And you learn the hard way, but sometimes, what's the beauty of learning something the hard way once? You never do it again, if you're smart. <laughs> you learn something the hard way once, you're done. Sometimes there's grace for that. Now, the father's a perfect father. If he knows that's the only way you're going to learn, he'll kind of hold off on the brakes. Dog vomit ministries. Yeah. And then school of hard knocks, and then you get beat up, and then you come home. It's so hard out there. All right, come home. Kill the goat. Kill the calf. Dog yeah. vomit is not your teacher. Kill the Write goat that in the comments. Fun Returning to the vomit is not your teacher. The Shekinah Torah of a Messiah is your teacher. <laughs> Correction's honestly not as bad as you think it's going to be. When you're done getting the correction, you're like, oh, okay. You know, depending on how stubborn you might be, it might be pretty severe. But it's usually not as bad as you think in your mind. Why? Because you get the fallen opening wheels. It's going to be terrible. <laughs> no, it's not going to be that bad. It doesn't have the to be. The devil is a liar. He's a liar. It's not. It, it's going to be so dangerous. They're going to try to kill me Father when I go up on lies. This, That's what they're like. They're going to try to kill me. They're all out to get me when I go up on Sapphire. You know what? You're going to have a good time. You're going to have a great time. Make going a on covenant of calm with your mind. So how do you come out from under the fallen ophanim? Out from under the clippeth? When your wheels start turning and you're having all kinds of thoughts. Remember, that's why we say it's not for your thinker, it's for your drinker. Because if you're young, in the Lord, a young spirit, which means you haven't gone up many sapphire stones, just get out of your head, get into the spirit, 
and get used to the Holy Ghost highlights. Now that verse, for just for an example, for teaching purposes, that verse that, you know, Apostle Brandon was like, hey, cool, thanks for mentioning that Bible verse. Where did that Bible verse come from? Why was it helpful? When something's helpful to the apostolic, where did it come from? It came from God. So I was obeying the angel's commands to go through the God eats pink cookies part of the Bible. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Does anyone know the God eats pink yeah, cookies? The delicious daily bread. It's called, this is how I, I always remember it. God eats, I don't know if anyone got taught this. The one thing I remember, the God eats pink cookies, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. And so that's the bread, se- my bread section is cookies. I, it's the bread section uh, for, if you're just God like, I'm just starving in my Galatians, spirit and I don't. Ephesians, Philippians, Colossians. God eats pink cookies. And that's some old school Baptist stuff right there. <laughs> it really is. But I love cookies and I love the color pink, so it kind of stuck with me my whole life. And <clears throat> the Lord showed me that's a, a bread section. It's a real thick, dense bread section. So when you can tell, oh, hey, oh, you're shooting stars. So you can tell, like, if your spirit is hungry, you might not know it. There's something wrong with you. No matter how many times you look at through the DoorDash or through the refrigerator, you're still hungry. It's probably your spirit is hungry. Yeah. Eat some Bible, man. Stop starving yourself to death. Your spirit looks anemic, man. Amen. It's like you've been fasting your spirit for seven months or what? Let's finish <laughs> this like First Corinthians 15. Eat some Bible. Yeah, and so, this will fill your spirit up. Oh, if I can, real quick, how why it helped was I listened to the angels. I heard the hey, you remember that God eats pink cookies. You like cookies? I'm like I sure do like cookies. I'll put it on. That's what you want to listen to today too. <laughs> I did because God that's how they they're like hey, time scripture. to feed the chaya so you don't turn into like the dark crystal <laughs> and become a laser evil for the enemy. The and I was like no, no. <laughs> no, and the and then the clip with was just like trying to like yeah you know because they had on the <laughs> they were just being assholes like they always are, and they they even had it like on the Sailor Moon pages where like if she was evil Sailor Moon would be this and hold, holding a dark crystal and I was like not today Satan right, bring me the big pink cookies bring them on. Let's go. And so, <laughs> not today, wow. Clippeth. Those higher rungs of really strange temptations, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> I got the pink cookies. I know where they're at. My angels got me right here. So, it was so delicious. I'm like, let's just keep going. And it kept going. And I, the impulse of the spirit to keep going and put the word in. And that section that we shared tonight that was helpful to the apostolic was a Holy Ghost highlight. Right, we talked about this. This is, I feel fire. Real quick impartation, we'll move on. This kind of shines. Yeah. When you're going into the Word of God and the Holy Spirit highlights something to you, you start to get familiar with it. It might be a tiny little nudge at first. There's oil on that. There's something there. I don't, that kind of caught my attention. Academy of Youth is triggered by the word familiar. Yeah. When you, yeah. When you get familiar with the voice of God, you get the familiar spirits out. Amen. So the Holy Ghost highlights are usually going to end the, a lot of times, once you start listening to them, they end up being the very keys that help you that day and that week and that season. So that is a key. Anyway, go ahead. There is a glory and beauty of the sun. First Corinthians fifteen forty one. Another glory of the moon. And yet another distinctive glory of the stars. And one star differs from another in glory and brilliance. 
So it is with the resurrection of the dead. The human body that is sown is perishable and mortal. It is raised <laughs> imperishable and immortal. What is the Apostle Paul saying? So the good. resurrection of the dead, the path of immortality, is through the glories of the moon, sun, and stars. It is written. That Amen. is amazing. I know we've read that before, but that is amazing. Yeah. And this glory. The oh, Kabbalah hey. of Apostle Hi. Paul. Man, we got people in white robes showing up. We got shooting stars. Yeah, it's a big deal in heaven. This is exciting. This is how the saints really get back the heavens and the earth and yes. destroy the Clippeth and the sorcerers of Babylon the Great. This is how things get good for us in the USA. We got a lot of believers here. We just need greater maturity here. And we need Messianic Kabbalah of Jesus Christ, the 12 apostles of the Lamb, Kabbalah. And once you begin to have that, you won't be scattered anymore. You'll stand with the 12 in Jerusalem. And that's what we need from our Gideon's 300. And we don't currently have that right now because you guys don't have enough Kabbalah. But you will. You will. And, you know, I just I keep hearing Ruth Heflin's song by that CD that precious sister Tammy Heaven sent us. Beyond the moon and stars you are, you are. And that there are also the heavenly bodies, the sun, moon, and stars. And just that We'll play that later for the offering. Oh. And a little bit of homework here for you guys, because not to bore, it's not homework to bore you, it's homework to help you. Mm, homework, not homework to bore you, homework to soar you. Oh, I like that. <laughs> flap, flap, buckwheat. <laughs> flap, <laughs> flap, flap, buckwheat. It's, uh, yeah, it's thrilling to get yeah. into the glory like this, you guys. Once you really soften your hearts and your ears to engage in the apostolic teachings of the Lamb of God's throne, everything in your life will come alive. A lot of you just have a few spirits you've had around you for so long that they're trying to turn you against us. Turn against them and said us, and your houses will be completely flooded with heaven. That's all you have to do is not turn against us, but turn against the stuff we're trying to dissolve out of your hearts and you're a lot of times when you have that great iniquity in you and you're unaware of it the enemy can come right through that iniquity and turn you against the leaders in charge mm -hmm. of cleansing you don't let that happen to you you'll go apostate guaranteed if you let that happen to you you'll not be in the kingdom anymore but if you stay with the leaders that are cleansing you and helping you and instructing you in the word the true elders of heavenly jerusalem you can turn on that stuff inside your spirit and obliterate that iniquity. And guess what happens? Floods of Shekinah. Floods of wisdom and understanding. All of a sudden, everything makes sense and you're thankful for the process as it's written. No one likes discipline while they're being disciplined. No one likes correction when we're in our 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s because we're all know-it-alls. You know nothing at all. If you can be a nothing at all, then the know-it-all Jesus can cleanse you at any age of your humanity. So it's just become like little children to enter the kingdom of heaven, which means I know nothing. I'm still teachable in my old age. You people in your 40s, 50s, and 60s, and 70s, the grace of the Lord Jesus is with you to be humbled to relearn what you've learned and to repent from how you've repented. And there will be a greater glory than anything you've ever known in the church age 
I tell you the truth. And that's really important and close to Jesus' heart because he wants every single one of you to be successful in his Shekinah glory. Amen. Amen. And your homework, we already know, most of you already know you're on Malkut. This is your homework. Find out which of the four rungs of Malkut that you're on accurately because Malkut is very unique. It's the kingdom of heaven within you. We talked about the four overcoming, mineral level, plant level, animal level, and then man level. And just, it might take a lot of humility, but if you can find out accurately which rung on Malkut you're at, then guess what? All the Sapphire Stone journey is knowing where you're at and what the next step is. Yeah. So you're literally simple, instead of like, oh, am I ever gonna, and emotionalism, and then the <laughs> wicked wheels turning, I'm never gonna make it. And you're just like, okay. The sword of the up. Lord is upon your heart to <laughs> circumcise you from all iniquity. Yeah. And it's for your salvation. Yeah. It's for your glorification. Those whom mm -hmm. he sanctified, he glorified. He does it yeah. constantly from glory to glory forever. And, and I'll help you out here. Receive the humility to know the truth of where you're at. And there's no condemnation for it. No negative emotions about it. Just the joy. Rejoicing in the truth. And it's going to simplify for you, this is where I'm at, and this is the next step. That's how we go up. It can be overwhelming when you look at the whole big picture and you're like, I got a long ways to go. I know the feeling. I remember looking like, are you kidding me? <laughs> That's a lot. It's already been so crazy. How am I going to ever make it? You know. But will you just simply look at where you're at and what the next step is, right? Because the word is a light to your feet like a lamp into my feet a light to my path okay light mm. to my path i know where i'm going that's yeah. long term Torch the but sword. next step and just focus on where you're at the overcoming and the next step if you just do that a little bit at a time every day 30 minutes of bible every day find out exactly where you're at do a little study and, and be open for correction that's yeah. being dealt with uh be animated by the voice of the enemy to turn mm -hmm. against your leaders but turn against your sin which is the daily act of humility and you'll always have a greater glory every day. Mm -hmm. And then we're just going to have a little bit of sapphire stones from uh, this man who wrote Paradise Lost from his visions. Because we got sapphire stones. It says, it, he talks about the sapphire stones, the firmament full of living sapphires. He literally says that in there. Mm -hmm. And then, the, so, the firmament full of living sapphires. I mean, we're talking about, this is an mm -hmm. old book. Yeah. Uh, written in is like it's translated here into old English. It's a really old book. I, th I think maybe I'm not sorry. I'm not. I don't, I'm not such a scholar that I've memorized the dates of this blind man or of this maybe 1600s. I think. It was uh, but it was, in the heavens. He it's, was. It's eternal. So it was a blind man. I think he ended up like imprisoned or something, or he was just had he didn't have a senses of sight, and he ended up he ended up knowing God, and God mm -hmm. gave him instead of he didn't get a sight, but he had incredible visions, and he'd have a scribe write down and scribe he would orate the visions and it, they would scribe it for him and that's where this book came from and it's all like a poem paradise lost i love it's it's such a fun uh, and if you studied it in a school it's like ancient forget Final about Quest. it yeah don't worry they talked about it in certain school settings where they brain analyze it and they say all kinds of weird stuff just throw all that out and read it on sapphire stones because mm. it's completely different than how they teach it in satan's kingdom amen all right Let's see here. 
All right. Fire, okay. Do, 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 do. Then shall thy saints unmixed and from the impure, right, circumcision on sapphire stones, far separate, circling thy holy mount, unfeigned hallelujahs to thee sing. And you see Ruth really got into that. Ruth Heflin. Unfeigned hallelujahs to thee sing. Hymns of high praise. And I among them, chief so, he said, or a scepter bowing rose from the right hand of glory where he sat, and the third sacred morn began to shine. Dawning through heaven, forth rushed the whirlwind sound, the chariot of paternal deity. Mm. Flashing thick flames, wheel within wheel undrawn, itself instinct with spirit, but convoyed by four cherubic shapes, four faces mm. each had, wondrous as with stars, their bodies all, and wings were set with eyes, with eyes the wheels of beryl, and careering fires between over their heads a crystal firmament, whereon a sapphire throne inlaid with pure amber and colors of the showery arch, he in celestial panoply all armed of radiant Orem, divinely, work divinely wrought, ascended. At his right hand, victory! At his right hand, victory! Victory! Sat eagle-winged. Beside him hung his bow, and quiver with three bolted thunder stored, and from about him fierce effusion rolled of smoke and bickering flame, and sparkles dire, attended with ten thousand thousand saints. He onward came, far off his coming shore, and twenty thousand I heard their number, chariots of God. Twenty thousand I their number heard, chariots of God. Half on each hand were seen, he on the wings of a cherub rode sublime, on the crystalline sky in sapphire throned, illustrious far and wide, but by his own. First seen them unexpected joy surprised when the great ensign of Messiah blazed aloft by angels born his sign in heaven under whose conduct Michael soon reduced his army circumfused on either wing under their head embodied all in one before him power divine his way prepared at his command the uprooted hills retired each to his place they heard his voice and went obsequious heaven his wanted face renewed and with fresh flowerets hill and valley smiled this saw his hapless foes but stood abdured glorious Glory. wonderful living living sapphire throne of God and I'll read that one phrase in here in another section mm -hmm. he says silence was pleased now glowed the firmament with living sapphires mm -hmm. a starry host rose, rose brightest, brightest till the moon rising in clouded majesty, majesty. glory Ooh. I love the descriptions of the Shekinah glory of Yadivah you know what it is? What are those descriptions? <laughs> the inscriptions of his word upon your hearts and minds, even in your bones and marrow. So you're never separated from his light, for in his light we see light. 
We are the children of light, as it's written. Now walk in the light. Amen. Honor the light as the angel of Shekinah, your mother, heavenly Jerusalem, with everything you think, say, and do. And you'll do well. For the Holy Spirit is not far from you, but closer than even your heart. Now it's only the awakening through believing the truth that you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's holy angels who are helping you every day a lot more than you realize. And when you awaken to that realm of glory, you'll see the angels every day. The sensitivity of the Holy Spirit is always followed by a sensitivity to the Holy Spirit's angels. In fact, angels are the glory of Mother Jerusalem, our Zion. Mm, Whoa, the glory of the angels, which is actually also the name of a BB Luxuries perfume. (laughs) Amen. That latest, I have to tell you, I, I smelled it a long time ago, but that latest one that you made, the glory of the angels, it was just, I could tell that he was on a higher rung. The higher he it's goes up, really the better the perfume perfumes Berea. are. The glory of the angels from, I think that's when you were coming into, was it maybe Berea? Or like the top I of the I love perfuming Berea. with my perfume angels. It was just on another level. It's literally just upper garden of Eden activity. <laughs> <laughs> it's really wonderful. The things that God has commanded us to do, At first, you might not want to, but it becomes part of your eternal angel's destiny. Anything God commands Mm -hmm. is eternal. Perfuming is definitely part of your destiny. Yeah, we diffuse the fragrance of Christ everywhere. It is written. I have to do one whiff of glory of the angels. You're like, yeah, you're you're supposed to be doing this. I'm having um, one of the top perfumers in the universe. Give give me a perfuming lesson. Oh yeah! In, in a couple weeks, he's getting a a, a he's at above and below. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting instructed. I instruct. I'm getting cabaled yeah. in perfume. I wanted to introduce Bert before we're we gonna go. go from glory to glory. The perfume angel. There's this angel that <laughs> lives in our apartment, <laughs> and it's a perfume angel. Whenever he makes perfume, the angel is there. One time. He wasn't standing there, but he left, he, he, he set down the project and went to another room. And then he took something, was pouring something into this bottle. And I was going to go to ask him, what are you pouring in there? And I'm like, wait, there's no one, there's no human there. <laughs> uh, I was like, you got to come here. <laughs> something just poured something into the bottle as an angel. I thought it was you for a second. You, know, you look at the corner of your eye, like, oh, you know. And so when we start talking about the angel, the, uh, yeah, the perfume angel must be there just, you know, helping you. And then, bing, he just flashes, angel flash, like, yep, yep. there he is. So he's always there. I've been seeing this other yeah. angel the last couple of days. The angel of Jesus Christ. And it's been really messing me up. He comes just like the other angels. And, um, you know, the flashes and the visitations. and But it, it's, it's the Lord. And I remember yeah. I, I was seeing this, uh, this purple, like, sash flash. And that's the best way to describe it. It's really different than any other angel. And I have seen, I'm not exaggerating, thousands of angels over the years, just tens of thousands. This one is no ordinary angel. And I asked the Holy Spirit about it. And I heard that that's the Lord. 
Yeah. He's been around the house lately. Yep, the last couple of days, Jesus, the yeah. Spirit of Jesus Himself yeah. has been in in my apartment. Again, I thought it was Brandon at first. I'm getting a late night snack in the kitchen. And uh, and it's really all around. We're maturing in our Kabbalah yeah. to a level of discipling nations, and that's why yeah. Jesus is coming into my apartment um, the last couple of days, like I would normally see the perfume angel every day. The last couple of days, I've been seeing the angel of Jesus, and it's totally other. And when I saw him the first time, it was almost like this um, purple flash went into my eye, and I'm just stunned. It was like Saul on Damascus Road. I mean, not that dramatic, and but it was like that stunning and almost like a, a mild blinding of the mind because of the impartation of that angel. Is that the one when we were talking angel. in the in the den the other day? Yeah, I saw that three times, but I yeah. saw it the first time in the den, and I told you, I was like, whoa, that was the craziest angel flash I've ever seen. It was literally purple mixed with a, a kind of blue, and I prayed about it, and the Holy Spirit said, that's the Lord. Yeah. And I saw it two more times after the Holy Spirit said, that's the Lord. And Jesus yeah. is really discipling us in a, a really high-level apostleship of the Lamb, for the discipleship of nations right now and we're in a, a totally different school of training and we're going to bring that maturity to joel's bar every single broadcast and pour it into you guys but i want to i want to share my experience things are very very too. different than they used to be but i want to share my experience seeing the Lord. i want to tell my story yeah. show and tell like little kids of the kindergarten i want to show mine i guess that's mine and they're really messed <laughs> up a lot of a lot of healing and crying yeah. lately just by how rich the holiness from the messiah has been messiah. it's a really new level of maturity for me and everything's changing in red letter ministries very quickly <sighs> because exciting. of this maturity it's so nice having the lord manifest his presence i was making a, a, a late night snack <laughs> in the kitchen we like to have you know the little rice cakes people peanut butter little honey it's a healthy <laughs> snack it's delicious it's so good I was like, you know what sounds delicious and healthy and amazing? A rice cake. Peanut butter rice cake. And so I'm going to make that. And I thought it, at first I thought it was him. Because, you know, there's nobody in the room. I know you were maybe working or sleeping in one of the other rooms. And all of a sudden, because I mean, usually the only person that I know that has, I mean, it's the only person I expect to really sense someone that strongly in the house is him. But also the way he, when he walks, the ruah goes in front of him because, like, Brandon has a neshama, so you get his ruah before he comes with the neshama. And so that kind of sensation, it's like, you, you learn, like you, you're sensitive to it. and gold. Yeah. So it's like most people, if there's just a nefesh, they have that little, just little nefesh there. Clay. But believers, like, when things open up and you can see everyone's ruah layers, mm -hmm. you can kind of see how far it spreads out sometimes when, when that vision realm opens up. And so I can see, he's like, oh, is your Ruah open up and out there? Or are we living in our Ruah and it needs to go out, you know? So it kind of helps to see, like, where, how we're living. And so, it, but it's really cool because you, you feel them and that those layers, sanctified layers of Ruah. So all his layers of Ruah are sanctified. And so when I felt that, I'm like, oh, yeah, I know Brandon's coming out from the other room. And then I see out of the out of corner, I'm like standing there. And I go to turn to say something to him. Like, hey, like you're on the rice cake. <laughs> and, <I> was, <laughs> and, I, and there's his white robe. And I was like, this isn't Brandon. 
but I write his robe. But he had a different thing going on this time, and I thought it was really interesting. His clothing, I remember a long time ago, Brandon taught me that whenever you see the Lord, it there's a, a significant meaning on what he's wearing and how the apparel is. And so it was the traditional robe, but this time he had the cord of righteousness. I've never seen him wear it like this, wearing the cord of righteousness. And it was such a powerful celestial fashion statement, really a statement of righteousness for what we're lear learning. But it was just like, whoa. And I almost, you know, when the spirit of the Lord shows up and you get kind of like, <laughs> I was like, nope, I'm not, I was like, I'm not going to go there because I have this every time, you know, even an angel, like we saw an angel robes come in here and I'll just start crying. <laughs> I cry a lot. I'm a, I'll be a cry baby. Tears of healing. Lots of tears of healing. And that's wonderful. But I remember, I remembered hearing one of those, some of those prophets and they were like, he, Jesus would show up to them as a different person sometimes or like in a different way that they didn't recognize him. And they would ask him why. It was like Bob Jones, or the, his, the people that he discipled. And he would show up as Domin, Dominant, Dominus, Dominus, I think. You, you know, check it out, like Bob Jones and all them. And the Lord explained to them, yeah, because you're an emotional wreck every time I show up. And so I just like you weren't you wouldn't listen a hundred percent to what I have to say, and so it's good to be an emotional wreck when the Lord shows up. I cry like the littlest angel feather, okay, <laughs> you know. And so, but I really wanted to try. I was like, all right, I thought, all right, Lord, I'm gonna hold it together so you can talk to me and receive the instruction. <clears throat> I'm gonna be like. Archangel, you're real over here. I'm this like little baby spirit, little like little one, tiny container. <laughs> you know, and like I'm gonna receive the instruction. Like try not to cry, try not to cry. <laughs> uh, but I feel like that was I that held it together, probably the best so far. I'm really trying to just, like don't be an emotional wreck. I was like, I won't just you know. <laughs> just absorb that healing into your spirit and soul. Yeah. So all these encounters, what's the purpose of it? Sharing, sharing. What the purpose of it is restoring the divine image in your spirit and soul, which is the image bearing of Yadavave Genesis um, chapter 2 and 3 of Adam and Eve. It's the original design for man and woman to be the full brilliance. For of man the and father. woman to not hate each other. Covenant of calmness in all your other. relationships. Yes. And especially the married couples make a covenant, <laughs> talk to each other, married couples and make a covenant of calm in your conversation. Make a covenant of calm mm -hmm. that you're not going to raise your voice, that you're going to live within Jerusalem's walls, peace. which is within peace. Amen. Amen. And you know what's great? At the hearing of these testimonies that Brandon just shared, that I just shared, the key is in the Word. The key is in the sapphire stone, in the, in the Word, the engravings. So when we share an experience, the deposit of that seed of that experience is in the Word. So it's simply hearing it, you can just receive it. That's it. You can just receive it. You can receive it and have your own experience. This isn't Jezebel's witchcraft Christianity where everyone is just like, Ho ho, I had an encounter, you did it, mine's better. My gemstone's better than your gemstone. Yeah, I got the biggest angel feather. It's an impartation. When we share these things, it's, it's the hope of realizing literally giving you silver, gold, and gemstones inside each word. Yes. And it's putting it in your treasure house, which is your spiritual stomach for believers only.
Amen. John 7, 38. Out of your belly will flow rivers of silver, gold, and gemstones for those who believe only. Amen. So you know what your homework is? Does everyone remember their homework? Yeah, find out what rung you're on on Malkut, and that'll be your homework. And if you're on the rung of mineral level, you struggle with financial obedience. Now's your opportunity to repent. And we need to send another $600 to the big crusade that we're doing in Nairobi, Kenya, because the city of Nairobi said we have to hire two policemen to guard the crusade for the next three days. That would be $10,000 in Minneapolis. In, in Nairobi, it's $600. Each cop gets $300, $100 a day for three days. So it's uh, it's required. It's city law, and it's good anyhow. It's wonderful it's to wisdom, have that. Yeah, to have and I'm sure those yeah. those two Nairobi policemen are just going to be totally, totally blasted with the glory. glory yeah. I got eight videos today from Prophet Shadrach going around Nairobi oh, with a caravan of cars with music and speakers, and they had Amazing. banners. Guys, we have poured so much into this crusade. If you'd like to give into the crusade. Click the links in the description and sow and give. Yes. Shadrach's on salary. We'd like to increase the salary. We'd like to increase everything. It's dependent on your cheerful giving. Just mm -hmm. like the ark was built by those who gave the silver, gold, and gemstones to Aaron and Moses, so is the kingdom of heaven built today by the cheerful givers into the apostles of the Lamb. In Jesus' name, Amen. give cheerfully. So into what God's doing into this ministry. Let's raise at least 600 tonight to get the Amen. cops paid for. It. And then on top of that, let even a greater abundance come in. Because right after this gigantic crusade, we are going after the increase in Florida. In Florida, we're going to spy out the land. Oh yeah, we have so many yep. confirmations. A lot of confirmations. Yeah. A, a brother in Arlen, Minneapolis got the license plate Florida that said spy on it. Go and spy out the land. And we're going to test different areas this winter. But then the following winter, we're going to plan on buying something. Yep. But this winter is spying out the land. Yep. The following winter it will be purchasing. So we do have some time, but we do need to raise serious American funds for this establishment in RLM, Florida. So I want to raise my goal for RLM, Florida is $6 million U.S. dollars. Yes, mm -hmm. and God can do it. Really, and God can use you to raise it. Don't You want to be a part of that fundraising process to what God is doing in these last days. For the apostles of the Lamb, for the name of Jesus, for the glory of Jerusalem, and for the glory of Zion, our Heavenly Father. This is why we do all these things. Mm -hmm. And be used of God greatly in the marketplace revival of never-ending sowing and reaping for Jerusalem and for Zion and for the Lamb of God. And if you partner with this apostleship, your businesses will increase. But if you do not, you have no covering and no security, for you have not used business or marketplace or commerce for Zion and for Jerusalem, but for yourselves. And so you're limited only to the self-nature. But if you use it for God, the cap's off. 
No cap. Now the ability of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the bloodlines of the Messiah comes down upon you for marketplace limitations to come off of you. In Amen. Jesus' name. And that's what all of you need. To serve with all of your marketplace and your business and your corporations and your employees and everything God has created you to do, like Bezalel. Bezalel was the construction worker of the exodus of Moses. Imagine new covenant Bezalel's. He built the whole ark out of gold. He built all the instruments of the, the tabernacle out of pure gold. That level of artisan museum quality work, they cannot reproduce except through machines and engineering to this very day. But he did it with his hands. Those were angelic hands. It's the angel of Bezalel. Amen. And I pray that the angel of Bezalel be upon all of our business partners of RLM TV and RLM Global as we establish this broadcasting station of glory in every city and state and nation on planet Earth for the coming of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. We'll see you guys tomorrow. <laughs> Glory.
Let's go.